AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Welcome to Drink Champs, a production of The Black Effect and iHeartRadio. He's a legendary Queens rapper. Hey, hey, say greetings, your boy N O R E. He's a Miami hip hop pioneer. What up, is DJ EFN? Together, they drink it up with some of the biggest players you know what I mean? in the most professional, unprofessional podcast and your number one source for drunk facts. Drink Champs, motherfucking podcast. Where every day is New Year's Eve. It's time for Drink Champs. Drink up, motherfucker. What it good be, hobies? What it should be? This is your boy N O R A E. What up, it's DJ EFN. And this is Drink Chess, motherfucking Yabby Hour. Make some noise! And there's very few times where, like, you know, I wanna stand behind something. I wanna be there. I wanna, like, you know what I'm saying? I wanna, like, physically. You know, stand behind this. So when I look at these three people that's here, they're three different from three different walks of life, but they came together under one thing, and it's under you know uh, 
the opposite of self-destruction, the, op- the, the, the thing to big our people up. I see them worldwide, state to state, you know, fighting for our people. You know, two of them is rappers. One is just, a, a, I believe, an activist is what you call it. Um, and what they do and how they do it, they're making us look good because so many times you've seen people in the past and these people would act like they're holier than thou or they would... And it'd be like the protesters or the people that are standing on the ground you can't relate to sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, all right, cool, damn, man, the preacher, man, like, he make me feel like... But these people that stand in front of me is an organization, is, is, is people that I want to support. I seen them the other day, and I was like, yo, there's no way I can't let y'all leave like, without we getting uh, this done. You know, they went back to New York, and then they said, we're even coming back with, with Trey. So in case you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the motherfucking Honorable Mike Song. Trey, the motherfucking truth. And to make it Now, I'm going to set it off and to say how much. I wanna, I'm going to relate it to myself, right? When I was coming up, uh, Christianity was very, very popular, right? And then I would see a preacher, and then the preacher would be buying pieces on the law. <laughs> like, he would be buying crack and shit. I'm like, I don't feel... Mr. Daniels! <laughs> like, <laughs> but Mr. Daniels! And Mr. Daniels, the reason why he couldn't relate is because Mr. Daniels was acting holier than thou, and then he, he couldn't actually be human. So then there was a, it was a, a culture that came along where it was called 5% Nation, right? And the 5% was like, yo, we're normal people, but we make mistakes. And it, all, it, it somewhat, it somewhat brung the youth to, to follow that. How did we go from that to where we are now in the hood? It's somewhat still following, but this gang culture is really, really crazy in the hood right now. What, what, do, you, what do y'all think about that? Um, for me, you know, um, first of all, thanks for having us. Oh, yeah. It's always a pleasure. This is a, like my second time up here, but yeah. it's been so you long. Alumni. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Big man. We work it. We work it. You know what I'm saying? This right, is this, right. and I'm proud of y'all, man. Right, thank you, know, you so man. Proud of y'all. Okay. Mature, but you know, as far as the question, I think for me, you know. We have to look at what our community has. You know what I'm saying? Like the same way you said, like a lot of these young boys, they don't connect mm-hmm. to the people who are telling them not to do the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they they don't have somebody that looks like them, that comes from where they come from, that speak the language, you dress like them, that understand the culture that they mm-hmm. involved in, and so they don't feel like they're connected to the people who's telling them. Mm-hmm. I think it's is is necessary for credible messages like us. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? When you look at Trey, when you look mm-hmm. at myself, when you look at Tamika, we come as we are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We come as we are. We understand the same things. Mm-hmm. I don't have conversations with the youth about, you know, as as the person I am now. I mm-hmm. speak to you from where I was when exactly where you are. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's a different conversation. When you're speaking from an adult perspective and you're having a conversation, it's like you're talking down to them. Well, you should be doing this and you need mm-hmm. to be doing that. Nah, these, they have a life. You know, they have an understanding. They have realities that they're dealing with. So when you connect with them where they are and you meet people where they are, the conversation is different. Then you start to really change the structure. I think the gang culture is so strong in our communities because they, these young boys are looking to be, to be held. They're looking for somebody to, to love them. They're looking for people that they can be involved with. They want to have unity. And that's the only place they see it. So they say, bro, these are my bro. This is the buzzing. This is this and all that. Because they're looking for family. And our communities, a lot of our, 
our, our personal families. Yeah, we missing fathers, older mothers brother. on drugs. We got older brothers locked up. So we don't got nobody here to guide us. So when you go outside and you see the gang member and he he's he the big homie supposedly. You know, and he running around, and he directing this one. He looked like he winning, and he said, "Yo, you, we gonna we gonna take you under our wing." Who else is doing that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we we have to replace that. Right. You know what I'm saying? We have to replace that. And 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 the thing is, the thing about it is that this gang culture was started for that. It was right. actually it was actually started, started uh, like like a, 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 brotherhood. a revolutionary exactly. like brotherhood, like a neighborhood yeah. watch as well. Yeah. yeah. So right. so we gotta. So I tell I I understand that reality too. So we got brothers like my brother Shane Duke, who's in New York, who is a proud blood, but he's but he his his. His OGism ain't telling you to go in the streets and shoot and this and that. He's a, a violence interrupter. He's taking the bloods off the streets and bringing them in, and they stopping the violence in the community. See, when you really gangster, when you can stop somebody from shooting somebody, mm. it ain't nothing gangster about you just doing sending some somebody, dumb shit yeah, or yeah. sending somebody to throw a missile and lock getting these kids locked up. No, when you when you got enough respect that you can go to two people that want to kill each other mm. and say, "Yo, nah, that's not happening." We're going to change this. We're going to flip this around. We're going to build instead of destroying each other. That's what gangster is. So when we start retraining that mindset, that's when we're going to get what we're supposed to get. Okay, I'm mixing the noise. So now, Trace, like Houston, Houston, um, like I went to Houston one time and we went on the back road. Not, uh, what's it, Houston? We went on the back road and we took a piss and a white man followed us <laughs> You're not supposed to be peeing, and we never see no shit like this. This man followed us. Like, so is it like that in Houston? Like, oh, that was a bad day. I came out there. That probably was a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> cool, 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 cool. It definitely but, was a bad so, day. Can you open that for me, please? Because I have the gloves and shit. So, but describe to us. Do y'all deal with the gang culture, like mm-hmm. gang shit like that as well? Nah, you got to realize everything that I represent came from um, the gang culture. The only difference is... Coming up where I'm from, I was the one that I brought all the gangs together. It didn't matter whether it you from what block, it was just about respect. That's what ABN really is, you know. Um, and uh, the the power of how I, I transformed it is I'm still in the streets every day. Even though I do what I do, the reason that they love me is because they know that trust is instilled in me. They know he going to give it to us. Pure blank rock. You know right. what I'm saying? He not finna look down on us. Right. If anything, you know, I'm I'm gonna chop it up with him, and, and we gonna, you know, I'm at the end of the day, I just get to him real. I'm gonna tell you, you your own man. Whichever way you decide to go, I can tell you what the results gonna be from my experience. But whatever you decide, just make sure you stand on it. But um, you know, man, I, I don't, I, I just don't, I don't look at it necessarily as just the 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 gang. It just it just characters. The characteristics of certain people, you know, because you have some gang members that's super solid, and you have some people that's not gang members that out here trying to crash people out. But then you have some gang members that may be trying to crash people out, and some people that ain't affiliated in the streets that's super solid. So I think it's all about the characteristics of, of other people, you know. Like when me and Mike talk all the time, it's about take some champagne. They, um, some champagne. They ethics. Jay Z, the rap. The rap. I call for this. Let's go. I'm sorry. But nah, it's just, you know, it's about your morals, your principles, what you stand for. Because again, like what Mike said, you got to realize, for instance, you could take Jay Prince in Houston. Mm-hmm. People fail to realize, like, 
he's always took care of the hood. He's always took care of the community. He's always he's never left it neither. Right. He's always tried to. If he it's always tried to mediate beefs. Also, huh? He always tried to mediate beefs. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Right. If but, it's but unnecessary, he, he down his he's dumb dead. Right. He, he, and I and I, I'm people classify me damn near as a son. We the we the right. exact same. So we not walking away from nothing. Right. But you know if it, if we watching it and it's just unnecessary, we're going to try and make sense of it. You, you got to make sense of it because if you're doing it for nothing, like, what's the purpose? You know what I'm saying? Let's salute that to this Ace of Spain, goddammit. Salute, man. Welcome to the... What are we calling this show? What are we calling this today? Black excellence? Black black excellence? Okay. I love black so excellence. how how... You know, I was going to say Trey had a march. He called the march for George Floyd. 70,000 people in wow. Houston. My wow. son and I... And you got a trade day too, right? In Houston too, right? I got two holidays in Houston. God damn, and one God in damn. Milwaukee. God yeah. damn. Okay. Wow. Okay. 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 You know? Yeah, big, 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 And my son, myself, and our other co-founder Attorney Angelo Pinto. Wait, hold on, I want you to get back to that. I want you to get back to that. Remember what we were talking about. Okay. This is questions direct for you. Okay. How good did it feel to see Kamala Harris up there? It's great. I mean, okay. you know, you can't... I said the other day, we have to be able to take a moment to, like, celebrate. Right. Right? Because we have so many brutal hits. Right. Um, where you feel like you're not winning. Right. So when you do, you got to celebrate it. And mm. there's, you know, and I saw so many little girls, parents were posting on social media, little girls right. standing there as she was standing with their hands up in front of the TV, taking right. the pledge with right. her. Like, right. those things, that's incredible. It's right. the same thing with President Obama. Like, right. you know, that was a huge moment to see a black man become president. And 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 I think it's, for, for me, it's not so much just the fact that they actually got there, it's how. Mm. Because both Obama and uh, Kamala Harris, um, the people really, truly elected them. Right. In both instances, it right. took young people, it took black folks. In right. Kamala's situation, um, well, let's say Vice President Harris. Right. In her Madam, si- right. yeah, Madam. Madam Vice President. Okay. In her situation, if it were not for the fact that Joe Biden chose her as his running mate, he wouldn't have won. Mm. It's no way. He won mm. because he selected her. Um, and, and that didn't just happen. My sister, Jotaka Edie, and a number of other incredible black women came together a few weeks, like maybe two months before um, he made the pick and began to apply pressure. We wrote letters. Um, you know, I, I signed on to a number of letters and, uh, it, you know, uh, uh, situations where they basically were reaching out saying to the, um, at that time, his campaign, there has to be a black woman. And they never said it had to be Kamala Harris because there were many others, Karen Bass, um, Keisha they Lance Bottoms. They even Bottoms. had beef on, on Biden Harris had beef yeah, at one right, point, right? Well, yeah, she was well, Stacey Abrams, you know, Abrams ever, like, she maybe for that been in the conversation. Right. Um, and and, and by the way, yeah. it wasn't that they had beef. Right. It was that she challenged him. She called him out and on his challenged bullshit. his yeah. racism mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. a white man and just right. called him out. And he just right. had to deal with it. He had to right. own it, you know. Right. And and I think it's it's a testament to, one, the power of black women that she could do that, call him out like only mama can do. And that he still had to circle back to her in order to win. Um, and so what the, the black women that I'm talking about, this group that was organized, they didn't say, choose Kamala, choose this person, choose... They said a 
black woman is necessary in order for us to get in these streets and do what we need to do to help you win this election, because he was definitely not winning. And it was after uh, she got on the ticket that people began to mobilize. Uh, Latasha Brown from Black Voters Matter and um, Dewana Thompson of Woke Vote, women just across the country, amazing women that started to push to make sure our people got to the polls. And we can, you know, we went out until Freedom, our organization, until Trey freedom. was there. Yes. That's all y'all together until Freedom? Uh, all, it's all, okay. all of us is with everything. We with okay. ABN, ABN okay. is with okay. until Freedom. Okay. We all okay. together okay. on everything, okay. bottom line. But, okay. um, but we went out on an 11-day tour where we damn near slept on a bus half the day traveling across the country. We went from Florida all the way to Michigan um, out there knocking on doors. And the way in which we organize, um, we specifically go to the places where they say it's low propensity voters. These are people Can't who... Like getting out right. the vote. Right. People, 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 people from those communities just don't, they don't vote. vote. Okay. Okay. They, right. they more than likely won't the show up. They, 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 I'm about to say, is that, is that people of color? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Black people particularly. <laughs> okay. And they just, you know, you walk into their door, they like, don't come here with that voting stuff. I don't mm. want to hear it. There are even people like grandmothers who would say to me, uh, there was one grandmother, I think you were walking with me in this one housing project. She was like, I'm voting for the Lord. Like, that's who I vote for. That's so, the homie. The yeah. homie got to be in the house all the time. That's right. Vote for the vote Lord. For the Lord. And, and, and her point was, she doesn't go to the polls. Right. You know, she's in right. church. Right. And it was after having a long conversation with her. In fact, Breonna Taylor's mother mm. was wow. with us at this part of the tour. Wow. And Breonna Taylor's mother walked up to her after she heard her saying to me, I'm not voting. Mm. And she said, do you know my daughter? My daughter's Breonna Taylor, she began to have a conversation with this woman. That woman went to the polls that day. We were able to get her to early vote at that time. Wow. So that was that happened because people bought into the idea that a black woman would now be vice president because we do not need another white man at 70 something years old to now, be I'm president. Not gonna lie. In this I don't country. think he's going he to survive that long. She's going to be the president. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, like, I ain't gonna lie. Listen, listen, this is me, this is my ignorant shit. Y'all ain't got nothing to do with this. I think Joe got like six months, maybe 16. Six Jesus. to 16 months. He gonna eat a bad I mean, piece Trump of bread. survived the four he years. He gonna eat a bad piece of bread. He's looking better. No, he's looking better. Yeah. He's looking, he, yeah. He, he, got, he got some pep in his step. He gotta throw some Beijing in his shit, because his, his whites is fucking me up. He's white all over. Like, hey, come oh. on, man, relax. Yeah, I mean, relax. Look at that, I'm sorry. I'm nah, sorry. He's, he's look, he's, he looks better. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we bought into it and we went out there and we know it's not perfect. It's right. not a perfect fix. Right. We were talking the other day that, you know, as soon as he got in office, he signed executive orders. We heard them. And what was the executive orders that, 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 that related to our people? So that's, that's the point I was going to make. Okay. So he did immigration, you know, obviously stopping this stupid wall that they're building. Yeah. Um, he the dealt Muslim with uh, the Muslim ban, yeah. getting rid of the Muslim ban. He dealt with making sure that um, I think 11 million people will become citizens. Uh, so he's doing things, right? But with black folks, you can't just sign something to say stop killing black people. It's not, it's not that yeah. simple. And, and we're, we're, we're post-dramatic stress syndrome. Exactly. We're dealing with so much. We don't believe that paper anyway. Exactly. So, so the executive order that he signed was um, it is basically pushing the federal government to do a study on all the different areas of the government 
to sort of dis- figure out where the racism lies. Like, where's the problems? Are people it's being be hired? Part of the exactly. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to come back. The report is going to come back. There's so much needs to be done. So that's the first stage, is to be able to, to look at and then analyze the depth of the issues mm. from a federal perspective. And then they will come back and say, these things need to be done. The problem is that black people always get caught up in studies. Mm. Like, that's what they love to do to us. They're going to put it in committee. There's going to be a study. And it's the actual, the action part that it it takes a while, if at all, to get to. Exactly. So that's what we all have to monitor, is making sure they do something. And then state to state after that. Exactly. Did y'all see the movie One Night in Miami? Yeah. Yo, yeah, I saw it. when I first saw it, when I when it first, who mentioned it on the show? Somebody mentioned it on the and show. And I'm thinking it's a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just think of it. Think of the title, One Night in Miami. You thought it was like The Hangover. I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yo, yeah. so when I look, and I'm like, whoa, whoa wait a minute. It was crazy because I just watched the Sam Cooke documentary. That's what somebody brought, yeah. brought it up. I think, oh, I think Lords of the Underground. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I went, and I'm going to be honest with you, it took me twice First time I kind of fell asleep on it because I was like, what's, what's the significance? I didn't really understand what was going on. But the second time when I woke up, I woke up, drank some tea, and I was just like, wow, like, sometimes I think we underestimate our power. Is, mm. that, is that the truth? I feel like this is one night in Miami right now. I yeah. feel like just us quitting together and spreading, spreading this type of uh, 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 message. But do you think that we underestimate each other? And anybody can take this question. I, th- I think we definitely underestimate our power. And our power, because, that's what I mean. Our power, power each other because you, what happens to me what I realized is going in the community, when we when we started voting, because personally, you know, I'm from the hood. Right. You know what I'm saying? I right. never believed in this politics shit. Like, I'm not right. doing no politics. That shit don't work. Boom. And then when you start to be in certain rooms, you start to have conversations, you start to understand that either you do politics or politics does you. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? You saying I don't vote is the dumbest shit ever because the, the people the shit you don't vote for is still gonna affect your life. It's like it's sometimes not, when a rapper says I'm not a rapper. Like you gotta relax. Yeah, you're just rapping, brother. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. So the bottom line is if you talk about you don't vote and then you mad that the laws get passed, you still right. gonna stop at the green light, right. you're gonna pay taxes, right. you're gonna yeah. abide by every law. If you're not voting for the people that's putting those laws, then you it doesn't does that even make sense to you? If you got if you know that there's two candidates and one of them actually can enact some laws that make a little more sense to you, even though the fucking host is it's like being in jail, right? right. And you got two motherfucking wardens in there. One of them ain't giving you no child, you can't go to the yard, you can't get on the phone, and one of them saying, Look, I'm gonna give you all day child, you can go to this way, you can go to the yard when you want, you can get on the phone, nigga, like, I don't give a fuck. I'm in jail anyway. I don't care what they do here. But you right. still in jail. Right. Right? You right. want to be on that phone. You want to go out to the yard. Right. You want to, you, you need these certain amenities. You want to be able to get on the phone and call your lawyer. Certain shit you need to do while you living in a place. I'm not saying stop trying to fight to get out. Go to the law library. Make sure you do all the shit and study to get out of jail. But while you in jail, you got to figure out how you're going to make yourself the most comfortable to where you can give yourself the opportunity to get out of there. Right. So that's like us being in this system. Yeah, the system is fucked up. It's a bunch of bullshit. We know that. But when you don't participate in say, all right, we're we going to make sure that I put, I'm going to make sure that I put people that I trust a little more than the people in there in office. He's saying some shit that makes a little more sense to me, and I definitely want to see that legislation enacted. So, you know, I'm going to give him my vote because whether I vote or not, somebody's going in that motherfucking I position. I heard someone say, um, mainly the local elections is just as important as the they big elections. They, they impact they, you more personally. Right? It's more important because are you bringing out the shot time? I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> uh, you wasting the shot time? I'm in. I'm doing, you know, I'm doing, I'm um, some rock playing. We debate back and forth all the time about this. 
They're all important. And I, and the reason why I always stop my song when he says that is because with our people, you have to speak to them in a way you can't be you can't be confusing and and, and ambiguous because right. our people get confused. If you don't go to the polls for the presidential election because you're like, I don't do the federal piece, I don't care about that, that you will miss the opportunity to vote down the ballot, right? Right, right. So there's other things on that paper. Right. It's not just the presidential election. In Georgia, what we just saw happen when we had to go back and vote again Uh for... um, With the homie with the glasses? What's what's the dude name with the glasses? Reverend Raphael Warnock. Okay, yeah. yeah. He's the governor Um, now? No, he's a senator. Senator, He's a senator, which is power. That's that's like, right after the president, right, the president needs the Senate to help pass anything. So that's why when people say President Obama didn't do enough for black people. He didn't have the Senate. He didn't have the Senate. Ah, we I lost the that. Senate because we didn't, people didn't understand at that time. I think people are way more clear about yeah. elections and, um, it, it, you know, people are much more knowledgeable about elections and the process now, right, with all the craziness. Trump actually did that. That's good. Because, he probably yeah, brought more he people to the fold and they're more aware now. Well, I it, tell people all the time. Yeah. Listen, when Trump was getting elected, right, and it was between him and Hillary Clinton, I said, I'd rather Trump be the president. And people was like, what do you mean? I said, I'm not voting for him, but I think we need Trump because Trump is going to push you to a level that you're not going to get with Hillary. We need, no, 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 we're taking the shot together. We're taking the shot together. You want a war racing? Yes, yes, this is all of us. We used to be to your careers, and this is still your careers, but goddammit, this is for y'all. Black excellence, now, so you saying you rather the upfront racism? No, it's just not so much. It's upfront racism. Right. But Hillary would have been the first female, I mean, woman president in history, right? So women would have been like, we, we made it, we did it, everything's good, we can relax a little bit. When Trump got elected, this was a man who has no history, he don't know nothing about politics. He done said some of the dumbest shit. He got he was a, the first WWF president. The first, the way I like, at it. He's done some of the most ridiculous shit. He showed you that we really have to do something. When you look and see him in, in power... I was ready to vote for Kanye until Kanye some, jumped out the window. That's what I'm saying. I was ready to vote for him. Oh, for right. so that's a whole other story. That's a whole other story. Different story. Yeah. I was with Kanye until he said slavery is on the choice. I said, wait a minute, nigga. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm we all was. I, think I was one of four a little while because I wanted Yeezys. I was like, fuck it. I may get some free Yeezys. Exactly. Go ahead. So when you when you looked at him in office, I think, especially from as black people and people of color, we looked and said, damn, this is really serious. Like, if this man is, and watched him do the shit he was talking about and how, you know, this was shithole countries and only the blacks could live here and all type of racist shit. That shit, like, when you had this, we had to literally see that to understand it was really happening because it been happening in the system, but we didn't really see it. So like you said, it was upfront racism and it forced us. Like it forced people that was in their house just chilling like, nah, I can't just chill now. Like we got to do some real shit and we needed that, especially as black people. You would have never seen the rise of such black leaders that was from the grassroots, people who was just in a hood just chilling. Dudes like myself that came out was like, nah, we can't really just sit out. We can't sit down and just watch this shit happen. So it it forced leaders to emerge. It forced whole organizations to grow and say, look, we got to combat this shit. And so it pushed halfway racism to take their choice. Like people who was on the fence. I'll give you a perfect example. Like Trump had a rally by my crib. 
right? He had a, a real rally by my crib, and all of the people that was Jewish, it was uh, it was Israelis for Trump or something, something right. like that. So, bunch of my neighbors, I was like, oh, really? They coming out? They usually have on shorts. They got on dockers. And I'm like, oh, okay. Y'all yeah, going yeah. to fuck? I said, all right, I'm going to remember this. So, a year later, after the George Floyd shit, those same, every one of them came up to me and was like, we got to get him out of office. <laughs> and I was like, wow, wow. Because they realized I didn't speak to them since then. Mm. But then they, then they, they kept seeing what it was really like, I didn't even actually have to, have to say, yo, just, I was offended by that. I didn't have to say that to them. They saw it, and then they switched for themselves. And then, you know, Sonny knows the guy, the guy, um, the dog always comes up to Sonny, and I be just looking like mad gangster, like, because the dog be fucking with the blackest one of my friend. The dog is the whitest and the white. I, I'm going too far. It's crazy. But you know what I'm talking about, right? You know what I'm talking about? The dude, like, he switched his whole shit. Good guy. He, he was actually, he worked for Obama. But, and then it was just like, all right, I'm just telling you, like, if, so people who was on the fence that would say, I don't know, you know, then after the George Floyd shit, they was like, yo, he's 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 outright racist. Yeah. Like he he yeah. couldn't say that that was wrong. He just couldn't say that. Like he he more or less uh, uh, commented on the riots as a, he more or less commented on the effect more than the cause. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I, so go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Trey. Go ahead, Trey. You saying something? My bad. <laughs> Oh, I oh okay, okay. About to say, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's I'm telling you a story about Trey's rally. Okay, yes, so, Ray's rally. Yeah. That's right. So he called a rally, 70,000 people. It was the hottest day in, on, it, we was in hell. It was, right. I never felt heat right. like this yeah, before. Right. This, right. Was, right. this was unbelievable. All right. right. All of these- PJ Envy came out there? Was Envy out there this time? I, I think I, 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 I forget. Uh-huh. Not one fight. Nobody bumping each other. Everybody, so much respect. It was Trey. The kids, all these little kids came and they were following him around the whole rally. Uh Trey had, he commanded control over every single aspect of that rally. And I knew that day that he had a certain level of respect, not just in Houston, but this is all over the nation. Wherever we go, people respect these two guys so much. And I was like, wow, like Trey is a real leader. Like, you know, I saw something different. I'm talking about it could have been mad. It could have been a real big fight out there because it was hot. People were irritated. But they knew not to do that on his time. How'd you develop that, Trey? (laughs) I don't even think it's about developing. It's just, bro, sometimes I just move on, um, on impulse. Like, I move as is. I don't really... Cause you gotta realize when I I did it, um, you know, I, I hit Bun and he's like, man, let's let's make it happen. And I didn't know if it was gonna be ten people, a thousand people, whatever it was. But you know, I spoke, and one thing about it, people know when it's time for a cause and it's time to fight, I'm gonna go out there, win, lose, or draw. If it's right. something I believe in, and that day it showed how many more people believe in what I believe in and believe and. and standing up for what needed to be stood up for. And we made a statement. I think we actually had the biggest march, period, when it came wow. to George Floyd. You know, George Floyd is the homie. Right. No, I, oh, I didn't wow. know you knew him personally. Yeah, yeah. You knew him personally? Yeah. So if you go wow. look at some of the older stuff, you know, I've been banned for radio, like, I think this make maybe 12 years worldwide. Wow. And um, when everybody left me hanging, he was one of the few that would always He was affiliated with Screw, right? Somehow? Mm-hmm. Right. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was hell, he was on screw tapes before we was yeah. there. Yeah, and, um, uh. but yeah, Floyd would always show up. You know what I'm saying? He would he would always be there to uh, support. You know, and this 
It was like I, it was actually so crazy. I went out there um, right after he got killed and met with um, Tamika and my son. And from that point, that's when we kind of never separated. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. All right, hold on. I need you to slow down. Okay, it's cool. Boom, 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 boom. All right. No, because that's ill. That's ill. Because I was seeing y'all everywhere from Ahmed Aubrey, like, you know. Um, Ahmad. Ahmad, I'm sorry. Um, Breonna Taylor. Uh, uh, Breonna Taylor, Trey, um, like everything that happened. So this, this is, because I thought y'all were seeing you there as well. So you're saying the first time that y- y'all linked up was at the. Um, so it, it's crazy, right? The. Me and Mike's been knew each other, but it's like everything 
it's still kind of tied in. So while they were doing what they were doing, you know, you still have the Lee Merritts. You still have the Sean Kings. They deal with me. They were dealing with me hands-on. So in a lot of cases, in a sense, I'd be fighting with Lee and Sean on what they're doing at the same time they're doing it. What happened was just when we went out there right after uh, Floyd got killed, it just became us as one. Because even to this day, all of us still deal with the same, we still deal with the same people, but now it's like our team as a whole, you know, it's just everybody brings something to the table. Yeah, we built the superpower. Yeah, we definitely. This we, is we, Illuminati. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm in the Illuminati. I took a picture like this. Right, okay. Oh, oh yeah. They took you in. Because y'all are Justice League. Because you know, I'm going to tell you something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm going to tell you something. It's very important. When I look at y'all, you see how sharp you are, everyone look good, beautiful, you're like, I'm going to be honest, it's important because you got to remember the people, even when you look at people like my heroes, like Stokely Carmichael, I never thought he got a haircut. That's mm -hmm. my man. I love him. Like, I followed him, but the y'all didn't look like he picked the shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm trying to say is it be important because these young dudes, it's the same thing sometimes. These young dudes, if you're not somewhat relevant in their eyes, like you got something they can identify with, they're not going to want to, is that something that you, 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 you I think that's, that was one of the main focuses of Until Freedom. We, we, like she said, we, work, we started working with an organization called the Justice League, which was the birth child of the Gathering for Justice, which is Harry Belafonte's organization. Wow, that's my the homie. So we was working with the Gathering for Justice. We and still work. We still work. I mean, yeah. we were just, that was all our work was funded through. Yeah. Every day. And then um, the, the executive director, Carmen Perez, has started Justice League. And we were... That's when we started doing our own thing, immediate actions. My first rally that I went to was for um, Eric Gardner. I was wow. working in detention That's centers. the guy from got killed for cigarettes. Yeah, got okay. killed for cigarettes. And I was working in detention centers with the Gathering for Justice, and we would go into detention centers, and we were talking to kids, and I was teaching them how to utilize my music as an alternative to violence. Like, you know, and, and I was going to the detention centers weekly. This was the first time I had started doing that. And then Eric Gardner case happened. Omas. And... Carmen was like, we, we walk out of the um, detention center. She looked, yo, they just killed this man. Look at how they killed him. We doing a rally tonight. And I'm like, rally? What's... I had never been to a march, never been to a rally, nothing. And next thing I know, that night, it was over 100,000 people in the city of New York City. And we was blocking the, 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 you know, the bridge to Jersey. And we sat in the middle of the street. And I never felt more alive than that day. Like, I never, it like... It feels like this is your calling. That's what, like, but that's what I'm about to tell you, like... Like, music is my passion, but this is my purpose. Because I've been calling. there. I've been there. I can't say in the beginning of your career. I can say in the beginning of your professional career. No, you was there at the beginning of my career. Uh, really? I, yeah. I thought it was like when you was turning professional. Now, when, I, when I started, me and Sean battled. I, right. That was right. the beginning of my career. I didn't even have a record Damn, deal. I ain't know that, man. I ain't know how much a legend I am. Yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you talking that shit. <laughs> like, bro, you know, nobody was there. That was 1998. That was right. the beginning of my career. Right. And Nori... We used to go to Justin's downtown. Justin. I love Justin's. And Justin's was the best club. Every Tuesday we go there. It was industry night. And I remember the first, I tell people all the time, I remember hearing Ben from TV. Nori pulled up in a big black van, I mean truck, in front of Justin's. And he was just playing. And I was just like, what the hell is that? Right. And then I heard Pun, and I heard Nori, and then I heard, oh, and I heard Kiss. I'm like, 
Yo, this I said, yo, this is probably the best song I ever heard. He was he was everything. He young, you don't know he was wild, young and wild. He's like, yeah, this shit about to, about to crush it with this. About, I'm like, yo, let me get a verse. He said, nah, 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 nah. nah. So he we laughed, we kicking it, and then the next week, right? Nori's out there rhyming with Sean. This and is probably one of the best battles I ever like. It was Sean and somebody else, and him and Nori is just out there rhyming. Yeah. And they kicking it in front of justice. Hold on, I'm let you tell your story. You're gonna take a shot, though. Yeah. Look, this is one of the best battles I've ever witnessed. Salud. So we outside, and um, Nori's out there. So Matt Middleton was my lawyer. And and Ed Woods, black Matt lawyer, both black, black lawyers, lawyers, both, both black. God lawyers. bless the dead Ed Woods yeah. who passed away. So they both outside. They listening. Me and Tone, my man. I just seen him yesterday. Shout out to Tone. We inside eating. So. Matt comes in and is like, yo, they outside rapping. Sean and them is out there. So I'm like, what? Now, Sean just got a million dollar record deal. Yeah, let me That's stop you. I'm just, and you're going to finish it. Let me just tell you something. For me, it was ill because I ain't never seen this guy, never heard of this guy. And all I heard is he got a million dollars from Bad Boy and a million dollar publishing deal. I'm like, I ain't got yeah, we, that. Yeah, we got that. He got that. So I'm like, oh. Okay, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to chop. So yeah. I want not only meet him, but when we started rhyming, I wanted to chop his head off. Okay, I'm gonna let that my was the big effect, though. That, yeah, it was the big effect. Right, but the right. thing is, everybody was mad because we right. run around. We like, yo, this dude, he got a million dollars. I'm like, yeah, I can kill. I'll kill him. I heard right. half of something. Like, yeah, all right, man. But I, right. so I got a hundred rhymes. Right. So Matt comes in like, yo, they out there rhyming. I'm like, who's there? He like, yo, it's Nori, right. and it's. Um, Sean is somebody else and he said everybody's out there Clue is out there they got a big circle just surrounding them so Tone looks I'm like yo let's go he like no I'm like no what do you mean he's like nah nah I'm like what are you talking about nah nah I don't understand what you're talking about I, so, I don't know this now two days before that I had just went and I was going I was literally gonna sign with Entertainment Wow. You know what I'm Adias. saying? Adias. Adias. Okay. Lance Alvarado. So, so Lance had told him, don't let nobody else hear me. Right. So that's why he was like, nah, nah, don't, don't rhyme. So we, right. we had, I've been in the studio with them. I've kicked it for him for about an hour. He's like, yo, we doing the paperwork. Right. He told him, yo, don't let him rhyme for nobody else. I don't want to hear. So Tone was like, he was trying to, you know, abide by that little situation. I'm like, come on, man, this the guy out here. Let me tear his head off real quick. Yeah. So Matt is like, come on, man. This can't hurt you. It's only going to up the ante. <laughs> so Tony, all right. So we go out there. I'm standing there. So I'm looking. Nori, they going back and forth. And then Matt, like, yo, let Mice get to the first. So I go to the front. He look. Nori, like, okay, Mice, what you got some balls for? I had just met Mice. He had two just weeks met ago. me two weeks ago. He, he gave me that look, like, please relax. <laughs> 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 like, just. Like you got this shit already, yeah. my dude. Like, let me just look. fall back. And I, I had heard him rhyme, and I heard him because he was a slick rhymer, but I ain't hear him rhyme like this. Like, the, the, he had the eye of a tiger. Like, literally, there was tigers in his eyes. <laughs> like, I look back, and he just, I ain't gonna lie, yeah, I, I ain't never seen no battle like that. I remember that. he said, so. First he started rhyming, and I think somebody was like, no, we back up. Let yeah. No, it was your eyes. So, and then he looked, he looked at me, <laughs> he I said, what you got? You got something? Well, yeah, yeah. I spit. That nigga looked around, he's like, slow down, killer. He said, you trying to kill it. Hold, hold on, hold yeah, on. Yeah, hold yeah. on, this done, got, this done got good. So then he rhymed, I go. He rhymed, I go. The nigga Nori was like, 
This is the first time you used the gun on my left or the left arm, right arm, or something, whatever that line was. was. And I was like, it's over. I don't know. I don't, and then Nori's like, it's over. It's Next over. thing I know, everybody was coming. Yeah, I got a lot. Puff, Puff was calling. Puff was calling niggas. <laughs> um, Clue was on the radio talking about it. I had like yeah. a big bidding war. Jermaine Dupree flew me to Atlanta. I was in <laughs> every now, record now, label. But you got to understand, let me just describe this scene. I, first off, I love the fact that he just said Justice was a club. It was never. No, it was, like, it was a club. 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 It was a Decision you yeah, ever move closing that shit. Like you should have kept the bodies and everything. <laughs> just keep it going. Just keep this shit going. Stay open, brother. Don't worry. We're gonna get it together. We're gonna figure it out. But anyway, so that so we used to club it out and what it was. The club was, was right next to the club was on right across the street. Oh, oh, shit, I hung out. Cheetahs. Cheetahs. Yeah. I'm gonna say yeah. Cheetahs, yes. Oh, Cheetahs, I hung out there with Wesley Snipes and Asian girls. It was yeah. crazy. It was crazy. But um, yeah, Cheetahs was to the left, and then to the right was another. No, Cheetahs to the left. Cheetahs to the left. So as you come out, Cheetahs to the left. It was across the street. First street. Cheetah was directly across the street. Yeah, I'm saying to the left though. But what was to the right? It was another white club to the right. Oh, it was a a billboard. It was a it was a it was a, it was a pool spot. It was Justin. It's a pool spot. It's a pool spot. So that block was so lit in New York City. So you gotta realize when when they looked and they seen. And I forget, like I'm, I'm the actual number one nigga at the time. I'm yeah. actually so, but then, but Sean got the number one name. Yeah. And then when they see, and they see just everybody come out, like that was like, you know, when they talk about the park jams in the Bronx. Like I was too young to experience that. I was too young to see Cool Herc and them do their thing. But to me, that battle that was, was like my was. first. Like I was like, oh shit, hip hop really is. This is really like, and it was like, listen, like. Everybody wanted to fight because you no, know, Mike Song won that night. Like Mike Song actually just not just shine. I just want to just limit it to just shine. It was other people. It was other people there too. There's other new artists and so. But what it was was the love of hip hop. That was yeah. the first time I was like, yo, hip hop is. Me up. and Shine almost had a real beef over that. Like, get out of here. What? Them niggas was so mad. His man still was with him. Was like, fuck that nigga. And, and they we, said you was running around saying they you said, and, and it, but it wasn't. You. It, it wasn't was me. Everywhere. I didn't really have no conversation. And we went to um, Diddy's house in the Hamptons. Wow. And um, Shine's man, I walk into the. We walk into the party. I give Shine a pound. His man like, don't get that nigga. That faggot nigga no pound. Wow. I'm like, bro, who are you talking to? I'm confused. Man, we in Diddy house. So I'm like, listen, I'm not going to disrespect this man's house. Because Tony's like, no, nah, you can't. I said, let's just go outside. Mm-hmm. Now, we ain't going to make no scenes, so we we all go outside. So you talking to his man or talking about Sean? I told his man that. Sean okay. was like, chill, chill. And I was like, nah, that man have a problem with me. We, just go, we ain't going to disrespect. We ain't going to make no scene. Let's just go outside. And we went outside. And we literally is about to get it on. And then Puff came out like, nah, y'all got to settle this. And then Nigel was there. Nigel got in the middle. And we ended up having a conversation. And, you know, he was like, nah, I just thought you were showing him fake love. And I'm like, listen, bro, this is a, this shit is hip-hop. People going to say what they say. If I don't fuck with you, I don't fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? But me and Sean had always been cool. I thought he was a dope dude. After that, me and him started... Go, I, I was going to the studio with battle, him. Yeah. He was like one of my right. closest friends. I'd be right. like, he, I used to be in the studio with Sean... While he was doing his whole project, like, right. and, and helping him do shit, he'll help me. Like, we became like real close friends after that. But that that one little period, it was drama for a minute. Right, it was damn, yeah, yeah. So let's make some noise for that, right, Durant? We know this. You're not drinking. You're not smoking. <laughs> Is that something 
that because and, and when I first uh, my first tour, I went on in Japan. I went on with Eight Ball and MJG, mm-hmm. and they they gave me this cup. They was like, man, this 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 sir, this sir. It was a scissor. It was a scissor. <laughs> I was like, what? And I, I didn't fuck with it, but that was the first. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't fuck with it. I didn't fuck with it, but because this is this is when we came back from Japan, the lady woke us up because we all jumped on the plane together. And the lady was like, excuse me, sir. And I was like, what's up? She said, um, the guy, he didn't move for nine hours. Like, he didn't. Sneeze, he didn't cough, he just stood Talking about eight still. Balls? Yes, I told you the story before. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I was like, this? and then I went to Texas and it was all over Texas. Is that one of the reasons why you don't get high or fuck with anything? No, I, I ain't never fucked with nothing. You never fucked with it, period? Nothing. Not even lean. Not like you had a bad experience. No, no, okay. so, so you know, coming from where we coming from, where we came from in the, uh, in the streets, you know, a lot of people, man, you know, a lot of people go through reality, whether it be the struggle, stress, and you got to realize sometimes them getting high or them sipping put them at ease for the moment. Right. I'm one of the people I'd rather just go head up with whatever I'm feeling because at that moment, it can't get no worse than that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I just always said I wouldn't because shit, I don't, I don't need to, my, me personally, one, I like to go against the grain. I like to do opposite of what everybody else is doing. Two, at the end of the day, no matter what I did, once it well, once it well, I still gotta face that shit. Right. So I just might as well go on, take your chin up. That's just like, bro, when I got, when I like, I'm I'm that way with everything. So like, when I got shot, you know, after the first three four days of being on pain meds, I'm like, man, I'm gonna try and see if I can make it through the night without it. Wing myself from an instant. Like, yeah. I just, I tend to just go head up with whatever it is and whatever the outcome, it, it can't get no worse than whatever it is when it hit me right there and enough. Yeah, you know, and, and I, I always say, you were touching on this earlier about how people act different when they're in front of the camera and then behind the scenes, all type of th- types of things going on. What I appreciate about where we are at this moment in this movement, and especially in my leadership, I don't allow that. And I say to people all the time, I am not perfect. I do drink. I hang out. I have. I like to twerk. You might catch me in a club. You might catch me going to the strip club. That's- like, I'm not. And I, and I refuse because I would hate for people to find out later something about me and then be, you know, discouraged or, or right. you know, just like, wow, can't believe that this is who she is. Right. So I'm, I'm really... And not to say that all your business is in the street. You know, obviously we all got stuff that is your darkest thing that nobody knows about. But for the most part, I try to be extremely authentic and just put forth the true me so that everybody is really clear. So we're not confused later when you catch when you walk past me in the nightclub and you like, yo, what you doing in here? Yeah, I do the same things that everybody else does. Yeah, it's not a front. Nah, yeah. yeah I mean, you know, because at the, the end of the day, it's like people have to understand we human. That's yeah. right. So... The, the good thing, like, even in Houston with me, like, man, it got to a point, you know, and Jeezy, you know, he, he said this to me, like, man, Trey, you went from the super villain to the superhero. You know what I'm saying? Make some noise for that. The good thing is the reason why I'm so comfortable is because I'm always me. I'm not, I don't care the impressive. You don't like how I move. How I look, how I roll, how I decide to 
to speak on certain situations, you ain't got to deal with me. You know, I'm not to impress you. Now, the other thing is a lot of people fall victim to worrying about what the next person thinks. Mm -hmm. But guess what? If you bring up situations I've been in, and I'll be like, yeah, I did. Mm -hmm. So what's next? Yeah. You going to keep talking about it? Or mm -hmm. like at the end of the day, when you go to start handling people like that, they just have to start respecting mm -hmm. like, look, this is mm -hmm. what that is. And I learned that. Now, you imagine me, you see... I'm 6'1", 6'2", diamonds, tattoos everywhere. You can have 80-year-old white women come up to me and touch me to me. I just want to feel what one of our heroes feel like. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like I'm, we at a point now, which is good for, for where we at in life. Everything is transparent. They, got, yeah. they respect us for us like we human. Like... I'm the same one. If you say something disrespectful, I'm going to be ready to get dead on your ass. Yeah. And I'm not going to be thinking about, oh, man, I can't do this in front. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm human. Because I remember you know? like one of the first times like, there was big controversy with your name was with Mike Jones. Was that was something that happened? Like, because I, I don't think you ever even spoke on that. Yeah, you, you know, the reason why I don't, because it's like, when you from the streets, streets you just stay in the streets, bro. It's not, it's not, it's not to always be broadcast. Like even when I finally did do an interview, it had got to a point because so many interviews coming from his way, and it's like, hey, hold on, I'm not y'all ain't gonna just get to bash me. Like right, I'm gonna check I'm some not, shit. I'm not too, too, too familiar. So you saying that when that incident happened? Because I'm gonna just tell you what I seen as a New York nigga, right? Mm -hmm. As a New York nigga, you know, we did, the internet wasn't that big back then, like you know, Twitter and yeah. all that shit. All I just seen was. Like, you know, it was a meme, for, for lack of a better term, from back then. Mm. It's like, he's Mike Jones, and you just see Trey, boom, boom, hit him, man. And then, like, he's just, you know, laying on whatever. Well, you know, we had, we had, um, we had a, a few misunderstandings prior. And um, we were, at some point, we were going to end up having to bump into each other. That just so happened to be the place that we bumped into each other. And a few words were said. And I feel some slick was said that I really that that offended me, and shit happened, and it was what it was. Man, that was it was normal for us. That's what we do every day. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, a lot that changed a lot of shit. You know, I even to this day, man, I down there. I'm always going to be loyal to Julia Beverly because you got to realize at that point, that's down there. After that, that's when Ozone down there stopped. At that point, you know what I'm saying? So was that definitely, that was probably one of the last. That was probably one of the last. That was at the Ozone Awards. Yeah, it was at the Ozone Awards. That was y'all yeah. awards. Yeah. That was y'all awards, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad y'all <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> but you know, even to the New York, we fucking imagine. But you know, even to they just keeping the silent, man. I, yeah. I don't, I don't have no 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 hate towards it, man. I really passed that day. I ain't really thought about this shit. That's why you. You never really kissed me where we were going back and forth, the music, uh, uh, like, man, that, that shit normal to me. So, you know, in other people's world, certain shit go on and, and they got to ride that to the end. That's what's going to help them live. Right. Like, man, I got too much other shit right. going on. Because guess what? As soon as we were done with that, we were dealing with some other shit in the hood. Had right. nothing to do with this. You know right. what I'm saying? So, How'd you hook up with T.I.? Um, so me and T.I. had... We had all already previously chopped it up a few times. You know, I think I was doing some mixtapes back in the day called Slow Loud and Banging with my little brother Jay Tons called Slab. And um, Paul Wall had ended up sending me his number one time. And, you know, he had got on it. This is right when Tip was 
coming back with C. I mean, coming with serious and still ain't forgave myself records. And, um, you know, time went by. It was just always mutual. But when he got locked up, I was, um, damn, who was I? Uno Mas. In, man, I'm trying to think of who it was. Um, and the name is on the tip of my tongue. It'll come because she one of the homies for real. She a solid one. But uh, long story short, I gave a message and she sent word to him and um, just telling him to hold his head, you know, like. He was locked up. Yeah, yeah, hold your head, you know, anything needed, <clears throat> let us know, you know. Right. We, we in full support. And he's, he um, sent the message back, like, keep giving them hell, keep doing your thing, man. You know, I salute you. And um, time went by, and Pee Wee, I don't know if you know who Pee Wee is. Pee Wee, um, Pee Wee used to always be, he was on that TV show with Tip. Okay. That's how okay. a lot of people end up learning of Pee Wee. Um, he'd be back and forth between Tip, Thug, Bird, like it's, it was all one circle. But um, Pee Wee was heavy on it, like, man, Trey, we got to get you over here. And um, Bill B and B Rich right, came awesome. to Houston, yeah. So when... They came, they just seen how my movement was, and they went back with the same thing. And um, Tip ended up sending for me to come out there just to chop it up, man. And Atlanta. Yeah. And it's so crazy. People don't understand, like, where I come from is just a different type of code and loyalty that we stand on. And it was like, in the midst of that, Tip was reaching out to me at a time where if you deal with Trey, radio-wise, you... They gonna cut off any artist you got. They gonna cut off any business you got. You can't do con. It was just like that's how a it was when I messed with Fifty. You know what I mean? But okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know so what I mean? That's you know, it's documented. It was a red flag. Right. You know, with anything, I'm right. talking about this. You you can lose your whole career if you decide to stand side by side. And you sure you don't want on this ace man? This black's excellence is great. Man, I'm just being man. honest, man. I'm enjoying y'all. Enjoying it. Cool, cool, cool. We had a conversation. He's like, "Hey, man, I can't promise we could fix it, but at the end of the day, I definitely want to stand side by side with you. And, and whatever happens, or whatever comes about out the situation, whether good or bad, we just gonna roll with it." But but let me stop you right there because all these artists right now are doing it, doing your platform without radio mm -hmm. right now. Like, they're taking your, your method. Like, it, with, that's what you're saying. Like, you know, you said for 12 years he's bad from radio. Yeah, yeah. So you got to realize, let me, let so, me, let so me clarify. What was you using? You. What was you using? Like, SoundCloud? So, no, nah, that's what I'm Let me clarify. Uh -huh. Not just banned for radio. See, a lot of people thought, like, oh, man, they just want to play his record. Like, nah. You can't, you can't be caught pictures with me. You can't. Hey, you can't do concerts. Bro. You can't hey. do features with me. You can't do business. You, you can't shoot out for the Hot 97. You ain't do that though. Look, there, right? <laughs> even even when on? I'm out, even when I'm do? out there saving people's lives, <laughs> like even when I was saving people's lives. Wow. If you if they found out you was with me, uh. then they gonna treat you some type of way. And the you know funny thing is, that it'd be like, who is that? Yeah, yeah. Like, because, who is, who is that? Because but the same did. thing happened to me. You know, I went to uh, Savior's Day with Minister Farrakhan. Wow. And the mere fact that I was there and that there was a picture uh, that I had posted two, three years Make before. Make some noise for the light floor. Oh. She was with Minister Farrakhan. <laughs> That's all Jesus. Come on, and let's go. And like two, two or three years before, before that, I posted a picture. It might have been his birthday. I don't know. And I said he was the GOAT, right? right? And they found that and put it together with the fact that I was at the event 
and then somehow tied that with me being an anti-Semite and that oh. I hated Jews oh. and, and the Jewish community. There were some who were like really seriously concerned, right, because of things that they heard Mr. Farrakhan say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was there's that tension that has been there for a long time. And there was some that was concerned and we had to have some conversations but there were others who literally was using it to try to destroy me, right? Yeah. Because there is the same thing for, for Minister Farrakhan. If, you, if you're seen with him or, you know, you're working with him or you say so anything. He was treated, treated like Farrakhan. Right, and, 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 and you say anything. And you say anything positive about yeah. him and what he has done in the community because there is no doubt. Like, you can, people yeah. can say whatever they want. Um, and, I, and whatever concerns that folks have about some of Minister Farrakhan's rhetoric and his tone, those things, they should have those conversations. I support that 100 percent. Fine. But you will not take away from the man what he has done in our communities, period. So that was what I stood on, that I wasn't, you know, I, I can't, I, I don't agree with everything that anybody says. Right. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Not. You already said something today that right. I can't wait till the show is over so I can tell you okay, about how. But I'm just saying, no, nobody agrees with me. I don't right. agree with my mama. Right. You know, it, it's we, like we don't silence agree. instead of having right. dialogue it's, with people. Right. So, so, so that happened. But then it got transferred to me. So at this point, to your point, anybody who would work with me became like hot, hot pocket. You know what I'm saying? It was like, you can't be in a picture with Tamika. If I was going to speak at an event, they would call the school beforehand. The they would call the the school beforehand and get me canceled. This is 20 and 30,000 dollars. Oh, please. No, it wasn't. What are you talking about? It wasn't. He always said that. Don't listen to my son. Don't listen to my son. Don't listen to my son. Let me tell you something. Don't listen to my son. It was not 20. And this is this my camera right here. Yes. It was not 20 and 30,000. I was speaking to you. Exactly. Because you know. It was 10 and 15. When you go say people would make it 20 and 30,000 dollars for a speech, honey, first of all, cousins will be calling like, you got to do that. I got to deal with this guy saying I'm rich all the time. You are rich. You guys are rich. But this is different. No, this was a prominent time. And I was there with her during this situation. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it was it was very weird for me, and I, I never seen nothing like this. I had never experienced this. Like no, that. at first, my son told me I was being dramatic. It was dramatic. Like, what are you talking and about? And he said, he said you're being dramatic. And so what? A few people cancel you from speaking yeah. a few places. And that we, cause, happened. Because listen, at that point, I was on tour with her. Like, you know, right. we we had a thing. I would do um, spoken word. So you said you wasn't seeing what, what she was going no, through? No, I seen it, but no, when it first happened, right? When it first happened, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, she had just did the Women's March, she was on it. Everywhere, everybody was like, oh, this is the, the, our leader, this and that. So she like, oh, leader, they're showing up with Mr. Farrakhan. Like, That's Farrakhan. Like, he's come to the hood, he cleaned up, he's cleaned up dope fiends and right. turned them into entrepreneurs. Like, this is the person, the only well, person we, the only the shop, we so see coming to our Not communities to, to change black life. We literally watched this man change people that they said was nothing and turned them into prominent members, like, of our community. Like, what are you talking about? How, like, what are they talking I don't even understand where this is happening. So she's like, yeah, this was going on. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then next thing you know, we were supposed to be going on to this school to speak and this and that. And I'm like, all right. So they canceled one. We like, good. We got 30 it wasn't more. never good to me. I'm like, don't worry about it. They just not with us. And then they canceled all 30. So y'all identify who they is? 
The they we don't we that's the that's, 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 well, that's, 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 no no well 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 absolutely right. but the what they wanted us to believe and this is a war that they have tried to maintain between the black and Jewish community right. forever they wanted us to believe that it was the Jewish community that hated me right? right so they tried to make it because as long as they can keep two historically uh, oppressed communities, if wow, you will, separate. because you know what the Jewish community has been through, and they use triggers to get people in that community upset, and then, you know, you become the face of the violence that they have suffered and anti-Semitism. And then, of course, black folks, our concerns from slumlords, you know, from, right, you, know right. the, you know, the man that owned your pushing building was a Jewish. Pushing stereotypes on each you know, Exactly, exactly. Pushing stereotypes. You know the man that owned the building in your community, he was Jewish, and the, and the building never had heat, and it didn't have this. So it, they create these things to keep these two communities apart, right? But the truth is it really wasn't the entire Jewish community right, because right. so many of them became my friends. They came to my aid. They taught me what I didn't know. They helped me understand their concerns. Oh, and we worked Nick together. First. You got Nick Cannon first. I got Nick Cannon first. Okay. I talked to Nick okay, okay. deeply about it okay. in public and, and in private. And I think those same tactics are used between the black and Latino communities Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. And it's oh. used in the black community. Right. The bougie oh. versus the non it's, it's a whole thing. Oh. But the truth was when we got down to it the they it's actually people who they you know who they are the the, the motherfuckers that was running up the side of the wall at the Capitol yeah. right Ooh. on January 6th because Ooh. it's same thing with Trey it might look on the face that it was people from the black community who right. were trying to stop him but the reality is that they know our power and when they know your power and they know you have the ability to bring people together, because if you think about my situation at this time, I was the black woman who, in fact, yesterday was the four year anniversary of the Women's March. It's the four year anniversary of the Women's March where five million people marched around the world against wow. Trump and fascism and racism and sexism and all those things. Wow. So here I am, a black woman who is standing in the center of white women, because it was a white woman's movement, if you will, at that time, right? right. Period. We all know it. It was basically populated, the Women's March, with white women. So now, I'm standing there talking about Palestine, saying Whoa. that, you know, what's happening in Palestine is wrong. Um, I'm standing there telling white women, welcome to our world, now all of a sudden you feel the pain of, you know, when someone comes into office, who you believe is not there for your best interest, we've been dealing with that. Yeah. I'm talking about police brutality. I'm bringing Trayvon's mother to the rally. I'm bringing Sandra Bland's mother to the rally. They were like, hell no. Nah. So they were waiting for something. And at the moment that they caught me at an event that I've been going to my entire life. I grew up in Harlem and Manhattanville housing projects. Going to the mosque number seven was the thing to do. You know what I'm Ooh. saying? Khalid, Ooh. Conrad Muhammad, like that, you Ooh. know, that was the place to go for black freedom and liberation. I never once in my mind sat and listened to a speech that was being stated at the, at the Nation of Israel, at the mosque, and went away saying I hated Jewish people. That just wasn't a thing that ever happened wow. to me, so I really didn't understand. But there were people who came to me and they helped me to see what they were seeing. And I realized that the issue was history. I mean, it's, this is eons of, of, of history that has to be dealt with. 
It has to be dealt with on both sides. Because I believe that while, again, like I stated, Palestine, that's an issue for me. We traveled there. We saw the atrocity that is happening to the Palestinian people. And so when they heard me speaking, they saw me, we saw, we, I, we, I spoke somewhere. I don't remember where it was. But I was telling the white women, like, don't just come with your pink pussy hat, show up for me. Las Vegas. I was saying, I was, I mean, it was one of my good ones. You know, I was talking good shit. (laughs) (laughs) My son. She took bars. Oh, wait, it was was lit. I was in their ass. And the white woman was standing in the bleachers like, yes, that's it, that's it. I got off the stage and my son and Linda Sarsour, our other co-founder Until Freedom, they both walked up to me and said, mm-hmm. this shit is, is about to blow. Something bad is, is going to happen. Yeah, they was, knew. They, they, they were like, Because that's oh. what they do. They, that's what they do to our leaders, right? They, they exalt you. They put you up right. on this pedestal just to chop you down, chop, right? You so when I heard her calling out and, and actually calling white America to face what they've done to black people, right? When I seen her and I seen white people embrace that, right? I said, you too dangerous. It's like mm-hmm. it's just like what they did to Malcolm. They said, no one man should have all that power. When they look, I, say, I said to myself, I told her, as yeah, soon as she got yeah. that stage, I said, this is not this is not. And it was because the white woman was like, that's right. We, we need to fix what we need to fix. Mm. And I'm like, did I have to you taking a shot this time. Taking yeah. a shot this time. Well, <laughs> let, let me say one thing about that. No, 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 you take it. Oh, I got to take a shot. Uh-huh. Okay, but you can't let me lose my point. Got it. Okay. So, um, she is. So, I like how you got the, the trace on the side. Yeah, That's no, I got to have that. <laughs> but I'm about to do it again because I have a book coming out. It's called State of Emergency. Charlemagne would kill me. He's, you know, Charlemagne has a publishing company now. Yes. And I have the first book that's being released from his imprint. Mm. Um, it's called Black Privilege. They made Kevin Hart together, right? No, no. This is his own imprint oh, okay. at Simon & Schuster. And my book is the first book to be released on oh, Black wow. Privilege. It's called State of Emergency. And this book is basically all the stuff I was saying at that time um, in one work, body of work where I'm basically talking through the history of 400 plus years of how we got to this point and a prescription for change, like what we can do. Angela Davis and Cardi B, they are in conversation in my forward. They're talking to one another. Um, so it's going to be a that's powerful a, yo, book. Angela Davis and Cardi B. That's a, Wait, yeah, that's cool. a conversation. Angela Davis? Angela, Dr. Oh, Angela Davis yeah. and Cardi B are in conversation together in my book. That's fine. Um, that's nice where stuff. Cardi... <laughs> Where Cardi, Cardi is basically saying, like, yeah, I can't. You're talking about WAP or none of that, right? You well, relax, actually, right? she is. Really? Actually, she is. That's really? the whole point. That's because, you know, I feel like I am, and Trey is, he, he knows. He's always on me. Like, stop being so much Cardi. Like, he, because they think I'm supposed to be, like, I don't know. Like, I'm me. Trey be like, Trey be like, oh, this is what sit Trey down, sis. Let me tell you what you say, but come on, sis, because you know we ain't going to play about you. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They be on me all the time, monitoring my moves. That's we got to build some brothership with a bunch of I love the way Trey do it, like, we ain't going to play about you. Oh, have mercy. Trey called me on the phone. I don't know what that outfit is you got on the internet, but you need to tone that down. I'm posting a bathing suit picture today. But anyway. That's brothership. That's brothership. I do it all the time. I like to do this. You put pictures of me? I'm young, I'm single. I can do what I want. That's right. I'm young. And I'm single on drink champs. I'm oh, young and I'm single. That's my camera. Oh, I thought you were talking to Mr. Lee. Shit. <laughs> um, but 
I shit y'all made me lose my point. I was talking about, about the book. Oh, the book. Yeah. I was saying that I think I find myself being a mix between Cardi B and Angela Davis. So when I was thinking of who could I bring to this conversation, I felt like they were the best people. And I'm so thankful that both of them agreed because Cardi is basically saying to Angela Davis, am I, is it okay for me to sit at the table with you? You know, can we both fight for freedom together even though I'm not as perfect as right. you are? And Angela Davis responds. And it's, I won't tell you what she said, but it's incredible. Us. You got to buy the book. Goddamn, right? And you book. can pre-order it right when, yeah, now. Okay, when's it out? Um, but it's, it's actually going to be released on May 11th, but it can be pre-ordered right now. And the reason why I'm telling this story is to say, to the point of how we look at Trey and we see him pulling 70,000 people together and he didn't need one radio spot to do it. That at the time, it felt like the end of my life. In fact, I got addicted to, uh, what do you call them, pain pills. I had to go to a drug treatment Percocet program. All the Xanax. Huh? I don't know. Uh, no, Xanax and all of that. That's what you said. You said it. You said You said it. You said it. You said it. You You said it. Because I was depressed. I was depressed because, like he said, it was one speaking engagement canceled for some stuff that I didn't even say. They were trying to say, they were trying to tie me to somebody else's words and, and, and put it on me. And when and whenever the oppressor can't kill you with the truth, they'll lie. Exactly. Yeah. They make so they start making up lies. I was stealing money yeah. from my organization. You know, they did everything. So I got really, really depressed. And I thought it was the end of the world. And I mean I really thought it was the end of the world. New York, I forgot. Yeah. And my son <laughs> along okay, with the yeah, my I'm son, sorry. along with a number of other individuals my dear friends, people who I love, and I have to say, Yandy Smith Harris. Yandy um, Smith, make sure you're for Yandy Smith. Yandy's one of my closest friends. And Yandy, again, that's the same thing with her. I was worried because Yandy and my manager, uh, Toya Bond, they are partners and they their company manages me. People don't even know that, that Yandy's actually a part of my management team. Mm, wow. um, and I wanted them to drop me as a client because I was worried about them losing contracts because yeah, of what was crazy. happening to me. But they stood with me all the way, 10 toes down. Wow. And one speaking engagement being canceled is cool, but by the time I got to 30 speaking engagements canceled, I was calling friends asking for money. Yeah, right? shit now. And this yeah, wasn't yeah. this wasn't five years ago. I'm talking about last year. Last December, I sent a text message out to a number of friends saying, send money because I'm not gonna make it. I don't know what I'm gonna do. And look at how God will turn things around. And so the point is that today, what I thought was the end of the world, actually it was a test to see whether or not I could stand up to this moment. I was being asked to denounce a black man, right? That I know has done great work in our community, who I still can say I don't agree with about things that he has said, right? right? And I said, I won't do it. Y'all can take all the speaking engagements, you can take everything you want, but as far as I was concerned, black men have been denounced in this country. Like this nation has denounced the black men. So how can I, as a black woman who has a 21 year old black son and a father, 
stand up and say, I denounce a black man. That's not language that I can use. I'm not going to denounce the black man who killed somebody. I'm not going to denounce the black man who did anything. I will say, I don't agree with you and you're wrong and you need to be held accountable for whatever you did. Right. But I'll never use your language as white folks trying to tell me what to say to describe my relationship to black men. And that standing on that, it, it, it broke me down to my smallest form. But the Lord will build you back. Right. And look at where we're sitting today. We on drink chance. That's right. So let me ask something. LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. We've all got a past, right? For people who, who, who like, drink chaps, what is, what, is, what is your past? Like, how did you start this? How did you become here? Like, it, it's too, too long of a story, but I'll okay. say this. 
My parents used to take me to rallies in Harlem, as I said. So I, we went to the mosque. My mom and I went to church on Sunday. And of course, um, I grew up in the National Action Network, which is Reverend Al Sharpton's organization. I worked for him for 14 years. I became the youngest ever executive director of all the major civil rights organizations in the country. And I did that for four years, and then I decided I was ready to try to do it on my own. And so I left. Um, when I was young, it was like your parents making you go to church. I was pissed all the time. And I ran away from home. I rebelled heavily against it. I got pregnant. And so I just told you my son is 21. So basically, my son and I grew up together. He saved my life. If it had not been for him, I, I don't know give a drink where check. I would oh, be. Yeah. Yeah. One, two, three. Oh. 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 He did. His name is Tariq, and he <laughs> saved right. my life. And All thankfully, right. Trey and my son are his mentors who deal with him every day because he and I cannot, we, we just can't. We're getting better now. Now he has his own place. We're getting much better. Well. But there was a point when Trey had to call me a few weeks ago, and he's like, sis, you can't just not talk to him. Like, you have to talk to your son. Yeah. And he deals with my son on a regular basis, and so thank God for them. But when I was young, I didn't want to be in the movement. And then his father was murdered. He was two years old. His father was shot and killed. He was left in a ditch for two weeks. Um, and a woman walking her dog found him. And that's how we ended up finding out he was dead. And so... Where was this at? This was in Pennsylvania. Okay. So he's from Harlem also. Yes, I'm So he's from Washington Heights. So yeah. when... Medicaid? He's not... Is this, this is not a yeah moment. Yeah, this is not a yeah moment. Come on! He's not Dominican. He's not Dominican. He's from Washington Heights. Yeah. In, in the three buildings, the, what's them, those buildings on top of the bridge? Y'all know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. So anyway, he um, so he was killed. He was killed. God bless. And at the point that he died, what my parents had been forcing me to do in terms of taking me to the rallies, it all came together because I was trying to figure out like why is he dead? I didn't get it. Like, I know, okay, he's dead because some drug dudes and a thing, and they killed him, and he was involved in something he shouldn't have been involved. I got that. Right. But I'm saying there's a larger context to it. And I started really trying to understand it. And what I basically thought, you know, to myself was that his mom and dad were perpetual drug abusers. They had been in and out of prison, great people, just couldn't get it together. And imagine if the system then would have said that it was an epidemic and deserved the type of resources they're giving white kids right now who right. are addicted to opioids. Right. Imagine if they got therapy, counseling, and they could just show up somewhere and say, I have a problem, and people put them on a couch and do, you know, and help them. They didn't have that. The way in which they dealt with criminal drugs justice. was right. putting them in jail, back and forth. And even though he had great grandparents um, <clears throat> who did everything they could, it's not the same. It wasn't enough. They just couldn't, he couldn't get himself together. And unfortunately, he fell victim to the system. And so at that point, I took on what my parents were trying to tell me. I was like, oh, this is what the movement is about. I'm supposed to be fighting against gun violence, well, fighting to stop gun you violence and all of that. You never had to go the streets yourself? You never had to like? Well, you know, I had, listen, I had a life. Okay. I wasn't, I, like I said, I rebelled. Right. So I was in the street. You was know, a regular teenager. I was, I was a little more, a little I was a little extra worse than, yeah, I, was a little, I was a little worse than a regular teenager. I always say, you know, during that time when I wanted to be in the street, I wanted to marry a drug dealer, cause that's what 
I thought was cool. Right. You know, that's what I saw. I was watching Paid in Full. So I was like, yeah, like, you know, that's, that was what I thought was the right yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm in Paid in Full. But anyway, that's yeah. my that's my storyline. It, it's a it's there's a lot to it. Um, and I've been through a lot of things. But I will just say that the most uh, gratifying part of what it is that I do is that my story is what actually makes me who I am. What I was saying, right, until you brought me into the battle and I had to break all of that down. Because Gilly went at you, too. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Right. <laughs> Let's just be clear. Because there's a lot of inconsistencies yeah. and misconceptions about that situation. Okay, yeah, I just want to throw that out there. So, what yeah. I was saying... Uh, uh, yeah. I, 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 I forgot. I don't want, cause I don't want you to forget. So if I'm, you don't forget, bring it back I'm up. Not that's on you. I promise you I'm not. I have to call Gilly up. Yeah. Yeah. We can do that, too. Yeah. 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 Gilly's my guy. Yeah, yeah, that was but my guy. What I was saying was the reason why we started Until Freedom, right, was literally... Because we realized there was a culture divide. Like the thing that you said when you said the preacher was telling you to do this and you saw all these things and you didn't see yourself in the movement. And, and for us, it was like, you know what? We come from the community. We come from the hood. We want to, like she said, we want to go to the strip club. We in the hood. You might catch me at a block party. You know, right. having a, you, but you're not gonna talk to me crazy because I might go in your mouth. Like, I'm right. gonna give you five, I'm not gonna shoot you and kill you because I don't wanna right. do that. I don't, but sometimes you gotta discipline. There's a level of discipline. You, right. you got, there's respect for men. I'm, but, I'm, but, I'm from the old school. Can you please remember? Because how, how is hard is it for you two brothers to keep that balance? You know what I'm saying? Because the thing about it is, on one hand, we preach it like, yo, man, you know, black excellence, man, everybody, you know. But there is nothing motherfucking heads. Exactly, but that's why. But the thing is, Bozolinos. They not as bad as me. No, she's a little worse. I will let a motherfucker know quick. If he dudes, the fuck? Nah, yes, I do. What are you talking about? She's gonna say it is. It is dudes, (laughs) but we usually address all of those things when it comes to dudes. When it's female situations, we try to just you know get in the middle. But the reality situation is. When you look at boxes, they, that's black excellence, right? We, we, we celebrate all our black boxes that have exceeded. It's nothing wrong. Sometimes you got to knuckle up. Yeah, if you talk crazy to me, look, I don't want to shoot you. I'm not going to stab you. I don't want to take your life. We might need to go in the corner and get right. five minutes because we feel a type of way. It's, right. I, don't, I believe that's part of right. what black excellence is. Right. If you feel this way so much that we can't have a conversation to come to agreement to where you saying, yo... I, I, I apologize or this and that. Somebody might have to get beat up, and we can, and we and we can shake hands. Remember we was in school and used to fight, and your mother like you gonna fight him, and y'all shake hands and y'all go home. Like somewhat you with Troy Ave. No, but that's a different thing because I don't because I know he don't want to fight me. You understand what I'm saying? We just not the same type of individual, right? I think for me, right, the Troy Ave situation because it's not really we never. I'm we not don't, talking about the other beef. I'm talking about um, I think. Because I, he technically did not tell yet. Not yet. See, that, that's the thing. So the thing is this. I understand the reality. We from the streets, right? right? So what happens is, before you tell, there's a... 
now in this social media era, there's a preparation for telling, right? But what if he doesn't? If he doesn't, then I can say you didn't tell, and I can say you know I was wrong. But I, I know real. what it looks That's like. Real. You understand? I, I, listen to me. I'm man enough. in the air right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm man enough to stand on what I stand on. You know, I'm man enough. That's real. So when you start saying, yo, why I got to be loyal to the streets? The streets ain't done nothing for You're me. already thinking. That's, that's, that's a, they that's did this to out. me. I, I'm supposed to let me go to jail? Okay, cool. If that's your, I, I don't have anything wrong with that, and I don't want you to be loyal to anything. Mm-hmm. I just don't. After you tell on somebody, I just don't say that you're a gangster. Don't try to make people about believe this, that you're tough after that. Think about it is this: when when you sitting there, listen, and you sitting there, and you yelling gang, and you yelling all that, you got to face everything that comes. But that's what we but if know. You're not yelling that. That's it. I don't. Then it's like, a totally different thing. I, I had like, these conversations I look at you all totally different and way. You suppose when you are a citizen, right? Yeah. You know. Like what I'm for real. Look, I didn't take like no risk. That's what for, I said. Like for real. 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 For For real. 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 For and he, he robbed it as soon as the whole verse. And I looked at the thing because I don't even really know the whole verse. And I'm like, damn, you know I'm better than me almost. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, shit. And as soon as he was finished, he's like, yo, I want you to know, I don't got a thug bone in my body. <laughs> I respected that. That's like, from there, I was like, all right, cool. It was he, music He just said, it was music. It was music. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. And this is my man. But me and him, that's all we have in common is music. And it's nothing. That's it. Yo, I, got I don't have nothing else in common with him. But that's great. That lets you know how great music is. Mm-hmm. But what I'm trying to say is, that's the difference. Like when you yell on a certain thing, and then the opposite. That's the problem. That's, that's what you're saying. That's the problem with me. Okay. It's just like being a man. You stand on what you stand on. Right. You know what I'm saying? I got friends. They have. They don't have a gangster born body. Never been in the streets. Right. Some of them is police officers. I got friends that just only go to college. I got friends. If I go walk down the street, I know if we get jumped, they gonna run. I don't right. have no right. issues. Yeah, I, got I have an issue with the dude that like, yo, we gonna get it in. We gonna get busy. Right. I gotta bust my gun and this and right. that. And then when we get it in and, and something happens, you run. Yes. You're not who you say you. Just be yes. who you say you are. And I'm okay with that. It's a totally different. And that's a totally different totally thing. Different. Gangster is being who you are to me. Gangster is not being tough. Yeah. A man that worked for the garbage truck. He and, take out yeah, garbage. Yeah, he take he out, said, yeah. I'm going to own my family. And somebody beat him up, he tell. He tell. That's what <laughs> different. Different. <laughs> it's different. Like, all right, cool, bro. And it's he, nothing wrong. Y'all see him in his garbage truck in uniform. And that's how, that's how you feel too, right, Trey? I mean, to sum it up, just stand on your team. Right. You know, at the end of the day, whatever you... On what your principles are. Yeah, well, whatever you feel or whatever you display... Just stand on it. Don't don't backpedal. You know what I'm saying? You can't because pressure hit. Now all of a sudden, like, oh shit, let me get out the way. I I don't need that right. Like, if sometimes you bring that pressure. So if you bring that pressure, you got to stand on your team right. and face whatever coming at you. Right. Whether that may mean you may take the L out the situation. Right. You can't because that's the thing. Nowadays, a lot of people pick and choose what they do because they 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 got to make sure they're gonna take the win. You gotta think just mm-hmm. from a street aspect. That's the reason why a lot of people get shot. Niggas ain't, a lot of niggas ain't willing to take no ass whooping. You know what I'm saying? Like, they that scared of an L, they'll risk their life. Yep. So they don't take it. My thing is just stand on your team, whatever that may be. Cause same thing with Mike say, man, I, I got people from all different walks of life. 
The difference is I don't expect them to do shit for me. I don't need them to fight my battle so you can be yourself and I'm going to be good regardless. I know how to handle my business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But um, that's that's really it. Just stand on your 10. What I do want to address is you just said... Look, you just said is it hard doing what mm -hmm. we do in black excellence? There's no difference. Like Just because just I'm out here on the front line fighting for people, I was doing that. Back then, so yeah, just because I do the it, the power you have, and you know, would, would only use it on, on a negative type of vibe. Yeah, I think I, the the because see the reason I, I'm, I'm addressing it is because I don't want that. That's like me and my son, right? We got an album that um we recorded in Kentucky. We living in Kentucky, fighting for Brianna. We left the and we family. We did two days. Let's make yeah. the boys for that. <laughs> They was acting like they was doing something. <laughs> I ain't heard the album yet. So, no, I heard a few, few, few tracks. So, I, I don't know what they really uh, I did. I'll let y'all know when it. <laughs> so, you know, we, we left our families and we literally moved to Kentucky. You yeah. know, um, fighting with the people of Kentucky. And in the process, we, on the front line so much, we don't have time to do music. So, we, we had um, my engineer Watson come out and we did an album within two days. But the reason I bring it up because some people sense it like, oh, y'all, what kind of what kind of music y'all gonna be doing? Cause y'all on the front line fighting for the people. Right. Like nigga, I'm gonna do the same. I'm, you gonna hear the same niggas right. fuck you and whatever. I, right. And at the end of the day, I'm gonna give. Cause the thing is, I've been giving them real music before they start seeing us fight for the people. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's gonna continue to be that. Like I'm not gonna. I don't. I wouldn't feel comfortable changing. Not being me, I'm not gonna sit here up here and like say I'm not gonna make street music or the music because that's what that it I is relate for us. to. That's what y'all new version of Martin Alcool, man. What if that that this is it? What if the, what I don't do you, know. What, what do you mean by that? Like, you know, that new version of you know activism, like where people. With, can I be honest with you, bro? I hate when people call me activist. I hate when people call me anything. So what, what do you think? What do you think this is? I, I, I don't. Need. There's no new version Just of Brian what you and do. Malcolm. Yeah. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, like, like doing you know, standing by the people. What, what, what word do we call? You know, it's that? crazy. Not, well, no, I mean, you can say activist. I'm an organizer, right. so that's different from being an activist. An activist, anybody is an activist. Is when you feel like something is bothering you and you want to jump in and. You know, you could do online activism. You could put boots on the ground. You could uh, raise money, send money, do all of that. That makes you an activist. An organizer is somebody who can make those opportunities for you to get involved possible. Right. So we put together. Create the movement. We create the movement. Right. We're the strategists, if you will. And so I'm an organizer. But all of us are organizers and, are, and, and have become that over I'm time. I'm an organizer. You are Because I'm, I'm so disorganized. My organizing is so disorganized. I am more of an activist in, in, in leadership because I have I know how to move. Like I'm so disorganized. That's one of that's one of my things that I have to work on. Her, Linda, they are our organizers. Like within until freedom, which I was trying to say before, I, I, I missed it. But until in, in within until freedom. Tamika and Linda organized. Like, I come up with ideas, strategies. I want to go out there. I'm going to stand on the front line. Me and Trey going to be out there. What, what y'all need us to do? We out there. We're going to put our bodies on the line. We're going to utilize our platforms, our voices. We got y'all. We're going to hold y'all down. That's what we do. But when it comes to organizing the shit that we come up with, 
that's their strategy. They well, know yeah, they, they, they very strategic. They yeah, are they, very strategic like, in that. Shit that we probably don't take the, the time to map out A, B, C, D. We may be focused on A and B. They thinking the E and F. Wow. We thinking of how we finna run through this shit and <laughs> And they like, no, you can't hell. run. You got a job, you got to walk, you got to go this way, you got to go. I'm like, that's just when women touch anything. That's foresight, but you, I, too. That's you what know women what, look, do. I was just going to say that that's just naturally what women, if you if you go all the way back, women always play a, a part in that, you know, Major in part. anything. But to, to what I did want to say is that's just like, so even with the activists, like, I hate when people say, hey, man, um, you know, I, I'm watching y'all in politics. I'm not in politics. I don't like politicking people. I don't, I do what I want to do, how I want to do it. I'm not following the rules. And I'm not going to do what you need me to do so we can be all right. Like, right. now nah, I'm going to do what I do and you're going to accept it or you ain't going to accept it. Right. So I guess a lot of these titles, I just kind of stray away from. And funny story, me and T.I. argue about it all the time, right? And he'll be like, hey, bro, man, that shit you're doing is so much more bigger than the music. And I used to argue with him, like, nigga, don't try and make me stop rapping right now just put me in a motherfucking box to... But all the while, this is just naturally me. I'm just I'm going to help people regardless, and I'm going to jump out there for people. But I'm still going to be me. I'm, I feel like I got to a point where we figured out how to master being us and combining it as right, one. I'm going to the I won't let nobody put me in the bracket. I ain't going to let nobody put me in no bracket. Like, I, I, I refuse, you know what I'm saying? No, I think I know what he means. You know what? Let's all just take a break. So we can just all Bad come back break. with that. <laughs> yeah, 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 let's yeah. all take a break. Uh, and this is something that we've been talking about eternally. Um, for, for a while now. I'm trying to start a movement with my niggas. <laughs> Your niggas, you say me, no, no, excuse you. Yeah. You said Don't call niggas. each other niggas. Okay, so let's... So we, we replaced the word. It's a, a meaning called the Yande. Yande means like a king. And, you know, and that, I was using the word Yande, not knowing it was an actual African meaning to it. Mm, okay. So we've been trying. But, so where do y'all stand on this? Just the end? other day, I called my son. Trey and my son just released... Um, one of the videos on the album that they worked on. And so I went to the Until Freedom, our organization's page. I don't run it. Linda does. And I went on there, and I, and the, and then I clicked the video to watch it and listen to it, and they nigga this, nigga that, nigga that. I said, I called my son and said, is there another clip <laughs> that y'all can send that we could actually use to post? And because, I said no. And he said no. So. Yeah, because sometimes it's not time to say bro. So what I, what I, what I want to say is this. If they don't accept it, then they don't, they're just like, right. it's you, I ain't for you. Right. Right. But my thing is this, right? Well, I got a debate what, for this, but This is definitely a debate, next. right? And, oh, I, and, yeah, I'm, yeah, and yeah. I don't have a problem with the debate, right? Because we understand the origin of the word nigga. We understand where it came from, how it's been used to oppress our people, to demean our people. But we also have to realize that at some point, our people embrace that and we utilize it as a form, a symbolism of unity, right? right. To where we utilize, yo, that's my nigga, right. right? So you don't get to tell me what something means to me and the people I'm talking to, right? If you think about language, right? Language, the same word means different things in right. different languages. That's what language is. Language is only 
a, a level of communication, a form of communication between the people that you in in that language are familiar with, right? Because in in Spanish they have words, right? That mean different in English and Spanish, right? right? And they pronounce the same exact way, right? right. So nigga is one of those words in our colloquialism, right? We've used that in our colloquialism in our communities to embrace each other. Just, just a word that we use, right? So people get so caught up in, oh, you use the word. And I'm like, I'm talking to the boy on the corner that when him and his friend talk, the only word they use to talk to each other is nigga, right? I need them to come to the movement. I'm not trying to get you. You already here. You talk, oh, I can't believe you. You don't need to believe me, bro. to be the same baby. Exactly. But, but, but my thing is this: it's not just the babies; it's the it's what babies, right? Because I know that so the word already toxic. I know, not just toxic. I know that when I use the word nigga, and I go on a call with something, my nigga, you good? When when they gonna look? Oh, what's up? I just seen you over here. I just seen you with this person. I just seen you, and you're not so far removed to where you come in here talking to a language, a language to us that we don't even identify with or talk to. I don't have to. Try to be something I'm not. So you're fluent in speaking. Exactly. So what what I'm trying to say is, it may not be your method, right? Because there's a lot of people that use methods to do shit that I don't agree with, right? There's a lot of people that dress ways and talk ways that I don't agree with. I don't. It's a lot of my my um idols who have vocabularies that's far beyond the community, but I love them. Some of the words they say, I don't know what the fuck they talking about, right? right? I gotta look it up, but I love them because it makes me push myself. Some people don't want to be pushed. They want you to meet them, meet them where they are, right? right? So I don't judge you because you talk a language that most of the people that I'm where I'm from don't care about, right? I don't think that you even communicate or care about. I'm not that you don't care about, but I know that the language that you're using does not communicate with the people that I'm trying to save. I don't judge you and say you're doing something wrong. I don't judge nobody. If your method is working for you, if you're changing lives, if you're changing... When I go in my DMs, it's 16, 15, 14, 13-year-old kids that's like, damn, I listen to you and I want to change my life. I was in this lifestyle and I want to change, beloved. What, What do I need to do? That means what I'm doing is working. Whether you agree... Or the method I'm doing it, everybody, it's a different direction to get to the same location, right? I don't gotta travel the way you travel. If what I wasn't doing, if I'm doing, what I'm doing is not effective, then talk to me. I know what I'm doing is effective. So if the word nigga is all you gotta talk about, if you, if only thing you gotta tell me is that I need to stop do, doing the word nigga, I'm doing something right. You did, a, you did a rally, I think it was a grand concourse, you had the, the Latin kings, the bloods, yeah. and so. You think you had to speak to them? Uh, you kind of speak to them where they at because I know that. Because when I, my form of communication, right, my form of activism, my form of leadership is understanding. I say, when I was 15 and 16, how would you have had to have a conversation with me for me to get it? Not just... Just talking. You kind of came with the right suit and, and this and white robe and, the and these big words yeah, yeah. and... The, Cause I'm gonna look at you like, yo, who is this bozo? I'm, I'm not even gonna. I'm, first of all, your whole approach to me is gonna be wrong, right? So when the dude, that's why we got into the streets because the drug dealer was the most successful person we had, right? right. I was lucky enough to have drug dealers 
that had a sense of consciousness, right? To where they didn't want, they was trying to keep the young boys out of the streets. They would give us money rather than give us packs. You know what I'm saying? They didn't want to give us packs. Say, oh, you want to get some money? Young blood, here, take a pack. Nah, we want, oh, you play ball and you smart, right? I'm listening to you. You 12, 13, you smart. We, we want to make sure you get to college. We go, we, you need some new sneakers or you need money to go to camp? We're going to give you that. That's those the OGs I was around. Right? I was lucky enough to have those levels of OGs. But I understand if they had had something else on their mind, they could have derailed me another way. So when I have the conversations with the 13, 14, 15, 16 year olds, I'm like, I want to talk to you in a manner that I know that you're going to receive it. Not the way I, I'm trying to force feed you something because I think you should accept the way I'm doing. No. That, that's not how you communicate with people. You don't communicate with people how you think or you want them. Oh, well, I'm not saying the word nigga. And I'm going to say, I'm going to use these words, these big words that you never heard, and you got to accept it. If that works for you, I'm not knocking it. Maybe you might change some lives with that. I know it wouldn't have worked with me. So understanding that that wouldn't have worked with me, I come to these young people the way that I know it would have worked with me. So there's gonna be everybody got a different perspective on it. Yeah, and right, right, right. No, but I the important part is being yourself because that goes to what you're saying. Is it just you have to be authentic at the same time? All you're not the time, be going always faking authentic. something that you think is gonna resonate. Because look, my okay. thing just because you just like you, we on drink champs now. You may see us on Instagram, on TV. Guess what? When I leave here, I go right back to my city, and I'm in every hood and every community dealing with real life. So I'd be damned if I don't be myself. And continue to right. speak on what I, I, I'm going through. You know what I'm saying? I'm just blessed, like how Mike said. I'm blessed. I understand what it is being part of an old law and being a real big homie. A real big homie is you grab some of the little homies under your uh, under your wing or, or in the head, like, hey man, that, hell no, nah, bro, take that shit that route. Like, right. oh, at, at least give yourself a chance. But I understand the pressure hit. And it's nothing else that can be done. You got to do what you got to do to feed your family. See, the thing is, I don't, I don't walk away to understand what the reality is because shit, I've been there. And we got, we got a um, well, I was a, a song on an album that that speaks to that called "Come As You Are." Yeah, mm. I'm accepted. Oh, y'all really did do something. Oh yeah, we was working. Mm. Yeah, like, 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 like y'all was acting. Like, like, like y'all was doing. So I got an album coming out with with Mozzie. All my, all my shit is back to. The, the normal shit but the thing is if you ever pay attention to my music I always gave you the real mm. that's what make people I think that's why people even gravitate to me doing what I do or, or just me as, as a person is because I always been me I never try to be nothing else man that's I it. can't the only thing I want to say on the nigga thing and, and you know I don't, I don't care I say nigga all the time so I'm not I talk to my kids maybe that's how we talk to each other I'm oh, sorry it's, it gets, yeah it gets bad sometimes so I you know I'm not trying to I'm not judgmental about it at all but what I do know is that if you try to make an album right now using a word that is offensive or has negative history for the Jewish community or for the gay community it won't happen it won't get published and so you have to ask yourself why are they okay which you using a word that is demeaning to our community or that has a history of being demeaning to our community, but they'll never ever let you say some of the same type of words about other people. And that's the thing, because when Michael Jackson said, don't drew me down, they took that joint off the stand, cleaned the album, and then put the, the album back out. So that's the, only, that's the only issue that comes up for me 
and, and it doesn't mean I don't use it, but it does mean that when I'm speaking in public, I'm careful about saying it, knowing that it would be fine for me to say something that sends a trigger to a certain community, but I could never go out and say anything offensive to other people who are, who, who, who respect the history of their oppression. So can I say something? Yeah. So if we look at the history of black people, right? We had to make chitlins a delicacy. Mm-hmm. Right? I that shit. No, even if I you, love I did. Chitlin was one of the <laughs> biggest things in my household. Right? I get it. I get it. I'm just, we had to I make lemons, lemonade. We we had to figure out how to make everything they gave us, and that's what that's that's. Make the but you don't. No, even, no, no. Let me let me let but me. But you say, don't even have to. But let me because I'm not saying I disagree. I'm just saying that it is yet another perspective that should be. No, but I want you. But I want you to give my perspective, right? So. Black people are the most creative people in the world. Right? Mm-hmm. We figured out how to take whatever you gave us and, and multiply it, right? Mm-hmm. We figured out how to take everything negative that you thought for us and turn it into something else. We That's what our culture is. Mm-hmm. When you, you talk about those other cultures, right? They don't do that. They, they, they never take any... If you look at most other cultures, whatever was negative directed to them, they kept it negative. But here's Listen the deal. But, here, but... It's a good but, point. But... It's a great point, but there's a certain level of respect that their communities get as well. And you got to ask yourself, why is it? Because the things that we've been fighting for and the challenges that we face and the constant disrespect that we receive, perhaps, perhaps it has something to do with the fact that we constantly take the negative and make it positive and therefore people don't feel like we really need justice. But the problem because is this. Because in other communities, when oh, this, they this say... Oh, this is what we do on Street Politicians all day. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be alone. Yeah. In other communities... Street Politicians is our podcast. That's right. Tune in. Tune in. That's what we got But when other communities feel something is, is wrong to them, they put their foot down and they mean it. And they, and, they don't, and they don't make it good so that you don't ever think. Because there's certain things about you in terms of loyalty and other things that I have learned about you over time. I can't play with it. You never make it good. You've been very clear that this is a line that if anybody crosses it, it's a problem for me. That's right. And so I think that our communities may need to look at but examples of other communities. But the thing is this, who gets to define what those things is well, for our community? What was the debate. What was the line with TV? What was the line? Because that was your bad. Oh, man. That's such a big concept. I'm so time. glad you were there because I can't wait to up. give my. Every so time I was, was his man. That was his man. That was his security, that, man. Not, I wasn't a security, but man, I was. I'm saying security. a little I, bit, a little bit, a little bit because a little because bit. because recent times because a little bit. Because, 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 a little bit. Money when he trying. This what he does. Hey, let me give you a pound. A little bit. You know I know my. Give a clap for a little He's doing his own black TV show. No, no, no. Listen, Vlad was his man too. Like, no, no, no. I got love for him. For for oh, for about a decade, right? Vlad has been my friend. Was my friend, right? You don't and say friends either about people. So no, that he really was. He your was friend. my friend. Like Tamika knows, I told her this is my friend. Like everybody who knows this is my friend. I've had arguments with people, I've gotten debates, all of this was my friend. Because I first came home, you know, I'm fresh up, trying to do this. Vlad was like, yo, I got an opportunity for you. To get a record deal, I had the single that was out. Jim Jones on it. He shot the video for me. He helped me do all this shit. Like we gonna get your record deal. Got some money in my pocket. Was helping me do a lot of shit. When when dudes who I done shit for in this right. industry didn't do nothing for me. Dudes I've 
that I thought was family. I came home with nothing, didn't do nothing for me. This was one of the first people that just fucked with me. Honestly, wasn't on no bullshit like, yo, I fuck with you, I like your music, boom, boom, boom. And we we started having conversations. I'm like, yo, I fuck with the dude. He's a, he's a white dude. He don't really know much from the hood. He's not hood. But that's who he is. And he'll tell you, I'm not hood. He got a, he got a website. This is what he does. He posts shit. He's like, this is what I do, my You know, I post shit, you know. And I'm like, okay, cool. But just understand, you might have to deal with that. Like, oh, I get it. I get it. Okay, cool. When you do some bullshit, I'm going to check you because that's who I am. I'm never going to let you do some bullshit on my watch and not check you. Boom. But when somebody do some bullshit to you and I know it's bullshit because they think you're just a white boy, I'm going to check them. Like, okay, I know you're a white boy. You think it's, but he's my friend, so we're not going to play that either. So I've, that's been my position in his life for a while. So he'll come to New York. If he was in the, when he lived in New York, we hung out all the time. Boom, boom. I knew his family. At the dinner, at the table, bring me to his house. Like this is who my this is my friend. Yeah, real friendship, right? This is friendship. So niggas can say what they want, nigga. I, I've never been a nigga you can buy. You can't pay me for nothing. I'm I'm not a sucker. You know what I'm saying? I've never been. Anybody who knows me know I stand on what I stand on. But he sure he exhibited a level of loyalty and friendship to me that wasn't exhibited to people that I thought was my family and friends. Right. And that's just a fact. That says a lot. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it was. So for years, we went through that. I took flack with him when he did shit. I had beef with Hot 97 when he was talking about all type of shit. Me and Ebro had conversations. Mr. C, like, yo, this is my friend. Whatever it is, I get it, but this is my friend. Me and Wack had a conversation. Some shit he did with Ray J, this is my friend. Yeah, whatever. All right, Wack, I hear you, but that's my man. So I'm not letting nothing happen to him. That's just a fact. And these, this is real shit. Like, nigga, he had real shit, and I had to step in like, okay, I get what you're saying. I'm going to make him fix that. But I can't let you do nothing to him because it's my friend. So if you cross the line of that, then understand this is still my friend. Right. I've done that on the strength of who I am as a man. Right. The, 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 the part where he crossed the line for me was in this situation with Minister Farrakhan, right? So when, he, when the situation happened, I didn't know what was going on. You know what I'm saying? People calling me, blah, blah, blah. I see this on the thing. I'm like, blah, what happened? Like, oh, you see what he said? I'm like, what did he say? I don't understand what you're saying he said. He's like, yeah, I just did an interview with, um, who was it? D.L. Hughley. D.L. Hughley. You know, D.L. Hughley said what he wanted to say. Nobody nobody talks about that part. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway. D.L. Hughley is my friend. That's his. Uh, that's her friend. That's and I know D.L. Hughley, but nobody has called him to the table about what his part in that situation because he didn't even know he, he had a part in that situation. He is my friend. He had a big part in that situation. And that's that. That's it. He had a part in that situation. Thank Nobody, no, Everybody <laughs> ignored his part, well, I guess, because Vlad is a white dude that they didn't like. Cool, that's I get right. it. And, and the, that's and right. He's a white dude that they didn't like, that's so right. cool. So he asked D.L. Ugly some questions. He said this, and he labeled it saying that the minister calls for violence against you. So I'm like... Like, where, where did you get that from? He sent me a clip. So when I see the clip, I'm like, I see the clip, but that's not the whole clip, Vlad. Where, where did you get this? Oh, he's been saying this. Okay, well, what does that got to do with this clip that you just sent me? Because this is not the whole clip that, that the minister said. All right. So I sent him the whole clip. I said, you need to listen to the whole clip because you'll realize that he didn't call for violence. He was talking about something out of the Bible that talk, that it says throw stones at 
evil and this and that. Not the Jews, you know, those stones of the evil. When you see him, those stones of truth, not physical stones to hurt nobody. He was talking, he was using scripture. So he let, he said, oh, I didn't see this whole thing. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take it down. Me, Trey called, me and Trey, me and Trey had conversations. Trey called me like, yo, boom, boom, what's going on? We got on the phone with him. He said, yo, I'm going to take it down and I'm going to say that out of respect, I'm taking it down, even though I don't agree with a lot of things the minister said, but I'm, I'm going to take it down. I said, okay, cool. I can't tell you to agree with somebody, what somebody says. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, cool, that was enough. He took it down. Everybody like, nah, you need an apology. Like, yo, he calls me like, Mice, you know, I'm not going to apologize because the situation is something I don't feel like I have to apologize. I took it down. I said, I misquoted it. I did everything possible. But people are now trying to make me apologize. Now, when I heard the apology thing and make me apologize, I said to myself, damn. This reminds me of the situation that happened with Tamika when they were saying, yo, you got to say this and you got to say this. And the whole community like, you need to say this. And I'm like, yo, nobody can't force you to say what you don't want to say. Who gets the fuck to tell you how to talk? Right. right? So this was my thing. I'm like, yo, listen, you don't got to apologize, but you got to right the wrong. You got to take that shit down that says you made a mistake. Now, if you don't want to apologize, cool. I don't, I'm not asking you to apologize, right? And he's like, yeah, you know, thank you because it just messed up. So cool, you don't want to apologize. But you got to deal with the ramifications and not apologizing because the nation of Islam is going to want an apology from you. Now, if you want to deal with what comes with that, cool. He's like, you know, fuck that because I stand on what I stand on and I'm willing to lose friends and everything behind this. So I'm like, okay, that's how you feel. But you fixed the wrong. You took that shit off the thing. You said you made a mistake. Cool. Now, Royce comes up. Yo, he had a conversation with him. Say, said, oh... Vlad said, I give my son money, I done this and that. And I'm like, okay, well, why would that conversation come up with you and Royce? Where would that give my son money for what? What have you ever gave my son money from? You've loaned my son. You've done shit for me like in, in crisis that friends would do because I thought this was my friend. If, I, if you call F and like, yo, I need this. I need you to let me give me $500 right now for some shit that's going on. All right, send it to me. F and ain't going to go and say, yo, I've given Nori money because that's your friend, right? This is your friend. So... The fact that he had a conversation with a man about money he gave me that wasn't really nothing, $700, like, nigga, we've been friends. I thought we was friends for 10 plus years. So when you having a conversation with another man about what you do for me, I don't even know where that comes from. So that's one thing. Then me and, me and Royce get into a back and forth debate about it. Boom, boom, Thir 13 hours, 13 hours on Troy, social media. Roy, I mean, Bro, that man drove me out of <laughs> my mind. I couldn't yo, believe on it. On Instagram, Trey, we had a live. Trey is calling Trey, me like, bro, you, get off live right now. Horrible. Trey is texting me like, get off. I'm mad because I'm having a conversation with oh, nigga Jesus. and we going back and forth. And I'm like, regardless of what, I'm going to stand on what I stand on. And this is my friend. But obviously, I'm starting to realize... He, I might not be his friend by the, by the way this conversation mm. is going, right? Me and Royce like, but why would a man say this? And even though I still had a, a situation with Royce, you got my phone number. You could have called me. I didn't, you didn't have to put some shit on Instagram. And that was my issue with Royce. Like, Royce, you got my number. If you didn't have my number and you said, Roy, Vlad said he did this for my son, I wouldn't feel a way. But the fact that you got my number, we supposed to have a relationship. I feel you out of pocket for that. So that's really where my whole thing with him is. I'm not, it ain't even about Vlad at this point. It's about me and you, blood. Just say, yo, you know what? I could have called. No. And you he's still standing on, oh, I could, nah, I shouldn't have called you. He said that, so I said it to the world. I don't understand why you think that's okay. So we going back and forth. After I get off the phone with him, me and Trey have a conversation. Trey like, nah, bro, one more. 
That's my brother. I'm going to take in what he, I'm going to absorb what he said to me, right? Everybody's calling me saying this. I'm absorbing. So I call Vlad. I'm like, Vlad, I just don't understand how a conversation about you giving me money came into a conversation with you and Royce. Like, where did that, oh, I, I thought I was having a private conversation, this and that. So I remember, so we going back and forth. I'm like, but what is it that, why don't you feel that you want to apologize? Is there an issue? He like, he like, listen, I said, Nick, Nick, Cannon, when Nick Cannon got into the situation, he apologized. Yeah. He said, well, Nick Cannon had to apologize because his money was affected, Ooh. right? He said, my money ain't been affected. I had the best month in Vlad TV ever. So I said, so you telling me that if your money was affected, so it ain't about principle for you. It ain't about you standing on what you, because you told me I'm standing on what I stand on as a man. I'm, right. So now if, those, if that was your money being affected, then you would apologize. So, so you don't feel that black people affect your money. Mm. You don't feel like disrespecting one of the leaders of black community affects your money. So you not you don't feel like you have to apologize because if it affected your money and this was a bad week for Vlad, you would go up and say, "Yo, you know what? I apologize." That's what you're saying to me. He like I'm saying, I, I mean, listen, I'm not saying that, but we got to be honest. If it was affecting my money, I would have to think differently. I said, "Oh, so you want to? You say you want to lose friends? You want to compromise my friendship? Throw me under the bus for protecting you as a friend?" Lose Lord Jamal, God, all the people, that, black people who've been holding you down for years because it's not affecting your money. So we just expendable. But, but if it was affecting your money, you would apologize. You ain't gonna affect your money because you know that we gotta deal with shit as black people from this community that you profit off every day. You don't give a fuck about that. I said, okay, Vlad, this is, I realize now, you never was my friend. At that point, I realized you're not my friend. You feel like I, I, I benefited you in some way, so you kept me around because I, I don't jeopardize or benefit or take away from your money. The minute that I take away from your money, then you're going to do shit for me that makes sense, right? At that point, I realized we're not friends. You know what I'm saying? He, he drew that line. It wasn't nobody else. You can't talk me into not being mans with my man. Nobody can. Right. If I call you my friend, only thing that could damage my friendship is you. Nobody can't tell me nothing about you to change. I went to that man and he looked me and he talked to me on the phone and told me that he wasn't going to apologize because it didn't jeopardize his money. Even though it harmed black communities and the people that I love and people that I looked up to, even though it harmed them, it didn't jeopardize your money. So because I came to you as your friend who you know was frontline with you, willing to take beefs and shit from you and say, yo, this is probably the best thing to do. You didn't, that wasn't something that you After he told on Rick Ross, you still running around with him in New York. Because I said, uh, he told, because he's a citizen, nigga. He's a citizen. Rick Ross he's beat you citizen. up. You get him. Uh, I didn't think. God damn I was holding up. You know what I'm saying? That's your job. Solid, like, listen, I, how else you going to get, how else you, you're not going to go beat a nigga up. He ain't going to shoot nobody. So I didn't take it as that. I took it as a civilian. Did the civilian shit. shit? All right, like but can I tell you my opinion? No, take your Wait, shit. At first, first, I gotta talk. All right, take your shit. Take your shit, and then we're gonna talk. Come on, no, you gotta no, do it. Drink chat. No, 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 take no, it first. Let's only. Your opinion. Let me tell you something. On Vlad TV. It is the consequences of friendships with white people. And that's a hard reality that people might not want to hear. But it is the consequences of being friends with white people because even they don't understand the damage that they cause to 
our community and our relationships. They don't necessarily understand. It's not them, but because it's not them, but it's like you know. Their ancestors. Is, is, yes, is, no, yes. is it, and we talk about this all the time. We just saw street politicians the other day on our podcast. Street politicians. 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 You know, I've experienced the same. In fact, there's a couple white women that are I'm friends with that come to mind. And I think about situations that have happened over time where they really either thought they were doing the right thing or really didn't care. But it ended up causing harm to me and people that I have relationships with. And it's just it's just the consequences of the fact that they don't have the analysis, if you will, or the commitment to our people in our community because in this situation, I know Vlad, and there's been times and I've actually had conversations. I remember being in, um, where was I? What's the club with the stairs in, in, in New York? Jay-Z's club. 4040? 4040 club. Uh-huh. Loud as hell. And I'm over there, like, in the corner telling Vlad about some shit that I saw on his site that I was like, it's not cool. And everybody knows this. I called Meek the other day to have a conversation with him about something. Charlemagne, I deal with him all day on text messages. Yo, I do it to Tip. I do it to Killer Mike, all of them. When I feel like there's something that, you know, that they're doing that needs to be addressed, right? Mm. And that I think they need to think about differently. Mm. And so I, because he was my son's friend, I have done the same thing with Vlad. But what I realizes that in his mind, and this is what often happens with white people that I'm talking about in State of Emergency, my book, Mm. is that it's about them first. Even the ones that are your good friends, they haven't made the commitment yet that they need to sacrifice themselves and their privilege in order to ensure that their friendship with you is about uplifting and empowering you. Their position is it's me first, and then I fuck with you. But I'm not going to put myself in harm's way in that's order to help fit. you. Like and that's a problem. That's a fact. That's, that's, that's a problem. Real. That's exactly what it was. That's what it was. Ooh, go ahead. The, oh, I said something. So. You might have said that. <laughs> but my son, as, as, much, as cool as you were with guys, you never had an issue with the clickbait and the way no, you there was, the clickbait. No, there was. Listen to me. When he did it the, to where I felt it was extreme, I would call him and like, Vlad, you got to take that down. He changed that's a lot of things. It was wild. Listen to me. People don't even know. There was so much shit that I had Vlad change that I'm like, Vlad, you can't post that. He did it to Chi Ali. He did it to Chi. Chi is one of my brothers. We did drink champs. Me and Chi did drink champs together. That's when I did drink champs. He wrote about Chi Ali talks about still carrying a gun even while on parole. No, that wasn't the one. I don't remember what, what it was. No, that's what he wrote. Nah. So she is like she. So listen to No, that wasn't even a so one listen, for me, and that's no, bad. But this is what he says. Chi Ali talks about still having gun while he's on parole. I'm like, what are you? I said, the man is out on parole now. He like, no, he was talking about it then. I'm like, no, you putting clickbait. He like, he said, but when they listen to the interview, I'm like, glad some people don't listen to the interview. The motherfucking. His parole officer might be yeah. like, yeah, we need to call him in and check him, pat him down, all type of shit. Chief called me like, yo, niggas, I'm like, yo, Chief, I like, Vlad, you got to take that you down. That yeah, he did it. Yeah, I'm like, Vlad, you got to take that down right now. He right. did it to another Literally. friend of ours, Omar, who killed somebody when he was young. 
uh, in a fight physically, you know, we're not with That's guns a, or anything. One of my brothers. Um, and Omar is, is is my son's best friend, but he's very close to me as well. And he and and the storyline was something like, you know, uh, it was basically glorifying he said, what yeah, Omar did because when it, it, it stemmed from what it stemmed from Joe Buttons, right? So Joe Buttons, I'm not know Joe Buttons gonna be in this <laughs> conversation <laughs> at some point. Like Joe, right. Joe is a dude, right? That I actually like, right? Like when me and Joe was in the same vicinity, we have the best conversations. We build like the studio when he first started shooting his podcast out was the studio that I introduced him to. Like Joe seen me coming from a studio in his hood and was like, "Yo, where you at?" I'm like, "Yo, it's a studio right here." Like, "Where? I live right down the block." I'm like, "Yeah, you need to come over here." He didn't even know about the studio and ended up meeting my mans. The podcast that they said, this podcast room was originally set up for me and Tamika's podcast. We told him, yeah, we're going to shoot a podcast. And Joe ended up shooting the podcast first. So that's how the Joe Bunn podcast actually got started. So this is my, I was in the studio when he did the, the um, song Dissing Drake. Like, I was there. Like, this is my man. We sitting there kicking it all the time. So when we in each other's vicinity, I just, there's a level of love. Like when the shit happened with him and me goes, I was at the BT Wars. I had just left him. We left. I called him. You good? Yeah, I'm good. Boom, boom. This is this is who I perceive. But Joe has a way of doing, like saying little slick shit, right? That'd be like, wait, wait, why did you say that about me? Like it just be like, how did that happen, Joe? Like you said that people asked you something about me. Like I don't. People saying that my son is fake with this, you know, the civil rights thing. I don't know. This was the word the people were saying. Why would you? And you know, I already bit my nail, so where we going with this? <laughs> no, so I was, so, so anyway. You tell us, I don't understand. Like, no, it just was, it just said, like, it was something I had know. to get off my chest for Because <laughs> I love said, Joe. Oh, yeah. He said some shit that just kind of rubbed me just a little. Just That's the light skinned niggas. I feel like this I'm not, I'm darker than, I'm way darker than Joe. I just feel like Am I darker than Joe? I'm almost, I'm a, like only a tad bit lighter than you. I'm trying to be like Akon, man. I'm being honest, man. That's why I'm trying to, I'm trying to get out of light skin. So anyway, Joe Buns had Joe Buns had did an interview and he was talking about Vlad, right? Vlad Vlad had did an interview talking about Joe, and Joe went on his podcast and talked about Vlad and said, Yeah, you was at a you know, you was somewhere with my son, y'all was at a club, and I seen y'all there, and I'm like, what the fuck I need to I'm definitely not going there if you and my son are there. Like, this is definitely not a club I need to be at. So I'm like, what what does that mean, Joe? You know what I'm saying? And, you, and he said, and um, Vlad was talking about my friend Omar. He said, yeah, and Vlad was trying, you know, he's trying to get some props. I'm with my, my friend Omar. He killed somebody with his bare hands. Right. So Joe Button continuously uses that during the segment yeah. of the show. You with your guy who killed somebody with his bare hands. Your guy who killed somebody. He keeps saying it. The guy who kills. So now Vlad knows how to get views. So he interviews Omar, the guy who kills, and that's the topic, the guy who killed somebody with his bare hands. So Vlad knows how to get clickbait. Joe Budden talked about him, Vlad brings him up there, he talks, oh, is a, he one of us. Like, he is straight down. Like, him and Trey remind me of each other so much. He don't really talk that much. And he, for whatever, like, this, so that's why these are two of my Trey closest friends. Trey don't really friends. talk that much. You know, you know what I'm saying? Trey don't really talk. But when he but, say shit, he be But when he say shit, shit, he be he saying shit, shit right? <laughs> so him and O was like the same. So he brings up O up there and he does an interview with O. So all of the, the titles is like he killed somebody with his bare hands and this and that. So the, now Omar been home for like the last 10 years, eight years or whatever. 
Now, the person who he killed, he would kill somebody at 16, 17 years old out of a fight, whatever the situation, the dude end up dying. Those people still lost a loved one. You know what I'm saying? So he's creating situations with him back in his hometown. Right. Like, he's going for it. He's asking him questions that's kind of feeding, and always like, yo, I did what I did. You know, I, I, I've served my time for it. You know, I wish his family no problems, this and that. And he, but this is my truth. So he ends up getting to sit on the internet with people from his own hometown. Like, yo, fuck that. This is on and this why and that. Why would you say that? Yeah, why you so say why that? would you have to, well, like, but you, I understand. So she was mad. Like, yo, why the fuck would he even post that up? Why would he try to glorify this and that? And I understood. But I also understood, like I told, oh, I said, you know, Vlad was, I had, now, when it comes to security, Omar was the person I had doing security for Vlad. Like, he would call last, me. Last one, though. You know what I'm saying? Um, Vlad would call me and be like, yo, you got somebody that I'm going such and such. I'm like, I'm going to call O. This is my mate. He just came home. He's solid. I know he's going to make sure you're good. So O and him became. After, after he told him. Yeah. <laughs> but you said. But I mean, you know what? But Vlad did it to me, too. Because whatever interview I did with you, somehow or another, it became that I hated black men. What was we talking about in that interview? You said you white men or something? <laughs> no. We was talking about, we was talking about issues. Bill Cosby. We were talking about Bill Cosby. And then Bill she Cosby said something. Yeah, it was something. And the next thing you know, I'm on the internet and, on, and Twitter decides, because you know Twitter is a brain. It's a decisive thing. And Twitter decided that I don't like black men. And I'm like, see, messing around, going on these shows. But you know what? At the end of the day, Vlad really was my song friend. No, really I was, was no, no, no. Really I was, was Vlad's friend. Well, I know. I so that's the difference. Just Vlad was not my son. Let's do a quick time with slime. Because there's no time with slime. My phone too? What's the Quick time with slime in the FM? Quick time with slime, yeah. What does that mean? One or two questions. One or two questions. You started off. Oh, I gotta start off as quick time was lying. Well, who you gotta choose one. You gotta choose one, not both. You gotta choose one. And you gotta change it to who you wanna put it to. Let me choose one. Nah, nah, it could be everybody can answer this. Nas or Jay-Z? Ooh, that's tough. Cause if I we go on our family, I'm gonna say Nas. Me and Nas close. But I, I rock with both of them. If you going off... We need what? Which, which one you pick? I just if say, I if, to, if I'm going off family, I'm going to say said Nas. Nas. <laughs> if I had to pick, I'm going with Nas. Nas is more... Oh, that's two Nas. So what are you going with, sis? Stop, stop answering your phone. Um... I mean, I think I'm going to have to say, Jay. And I'm only going to say, I mean, I don't know. That's a hard, like, who asked that stupid yeah. question? Oh, you said Jay. Oh, you said Jay. You said Jay. You got answer. Two, two, one. Like, it's quick time to slime. Right. Apparently we're your friend, too. We're going to start with you, buddy. Ghetto Boys of UGK. Jay supports me. Okay, we moved on to the next question. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jay-Z called me on the phone and told and me I'm going to leave. supply the champagne for the night. Well, That's why we keep drinking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say both. And I know <laughs> you, you don't like the answer, yeah. but I'm going to say both. What was the question? The second question? Ghetto Boys in UGK. I'm Ghetto Boys. Yes, man. What you say? I don't even know them. Sorry. Oh, shit. All right. We're going to start with you. Nope. I love, listen to me, I, like I love Biggs because it's a New York <laughs> shit, but when, when I look who's closer to who I am, like, I, it's like, pop. it's just pop. 
You know what I'm saying? So, like, both of them have a, a real imprint on my life. But Pac is closer to my spirit animal. Mm-hmm. Tabika. Uh, definitely, I'm Pac. Pac? Tabika, what's your I was in a relationship with Tupac in my mind. Oh, I was about to say so Jesus. <laughs> we breaking new breaking. We don't even need to use clickbait here. We just put that. Tupac was my boyfriend. Okay, so yeah, I just What's no Tupac? question about it. Was you underground Tupac? Hey, noise! Shout out to B. Though you know my company, Bumpbox. We just actually released. That's your company? Yeah, I'm one of the owners. It's oh five shit! So we I just got the Bumpbox. Say a shout to Bumpbox. So we we, we got to get you one over here. Yeah, we got to get you one over here. We ain't drinking shit. Look, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about Trey, right? We got to let him finish this. Finish the shot. Finish the shot. Finish the shot. Well, I'm going to let Mice talk, but I'm going to say we just released the Action Notorious Big Bump Box. I need that And we one. just released the Aaliyah one uh, last week. Oh, dumb, dumb. Yeah. Yo, listen to me. I got Trey you. is the most resourceful person I've ever met yeah. in my life. Look, <laughs> Trey is the person you call up on the phone at 8 o'clock. Whatever you got you need is there by 12. He don't play no games, bump boxes. No. CMOS. Trey is out pharmacy here. He, yo, Trey is literally out yo, here You're part pharmacy helping yeah, to yeah, heal people with the COVID-19 virus. I called Trey, Trey on a holiday, New Year's. I called him like the day before New Shout Year's. And I said, I need, my cousin is very sick and he needs what help for COVID. The, two days later, no, no mail moves. On New Year's Day. Somehow or another, the next day, the person, my cousin calls me, like, I got this box of sea moss. What else is in there? Black seed oil, oregano oil. Um, You knew the This man. Right here. Yeah, yeah, they're my brother. You know, Styles is who turned me on to it. And since then, I just. I've been spreading the knowledge you gave me. Wow. You know, that's, that's family. Yo, so Trey, Trey is resourceful. He's a caretaker. Whatever. And he's so genuine. Like, he's like a gentle giant. Like, oh, man. you don't know. He hate that term. But with his family, like, he's lovable. Like, but when it's somebody else, nigga, you know we on the front line. We going. It's like me. As it should be. So when you <laughs> squeeze the bullet out your own arm, when you when you see somebody, what, 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 what the fuck is you? Like, what happened? You ain't you ain't had no hospital. No, there's no hospital near. Like, so, that was the Rambo shit. So when I got shot, um, I went to the hospital, and as I'm in the room, long? they didn't they didn't before they could even get to it. You just see people running through the halls panicking, and they like, well, what's going on? It's over 100 niggas outside. You know what I'm saying? But you know they're there to make sure I, I'm good. So at that point, they try to shut the hospital down. They're more focused on that. Yeah. And I'll never you. forget, one of the people even asked, if you look on the internet, you'll find one of the people asked me for a picture. I'm looking at them like, bitch, you asked me for a picture. I'm, I'm bleeding out my motherfucking... <laughs> back right now. You know what I'm saying? But I can tell he was damn near heartbroken. I let the man get the picture. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what's But long story short, I went home. They put me out the hospital. I went home, healed myself. You know, just long story short, cleaning it up, you know, and, and stopping the bleeding. But the bullet was sitting, stayed in my shoulder for like four or five years. And 
like it was to the point it was, it was almost bulging out, but it never was cut. So I mean, it was never my skin was never cut. So, so you broke it out, and like, so at one point, probably close to the fifth year, I was waking up and there'd be blood splats all over my arm. I'm like, damn, and it's real tender. So probably a day later, it was a lot more blood. At this point, it's like. I'm looking at it, and I'm one of them people, you know, I'm going to push it to the limit. <laughs> so, you know, I start squeezing, and, you know, um, blood was coming out. And I go down to the, I, I go in my bathroom, I'm like, man, I'm about to get this shit up out of me. So I call my nephew down, and in the midst of calling him, I'm telling him what I'm going to do. He young. Man, you got to let me pee with this shit going to go viral. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't no no, I don't give no fuck about no viral, bro. Trying to figure this shit out, so I, I go to. He's trying to TikTok your So I'm not even paying attention to him at this point. I'm just now it's time, like I'm gonna get this shit up out of me somehow, some way. Man, that shit. You can go look at the video and the. the oh, video he filmed it. Oh yeah, he, de- he definitely <laughs> filmed it. Yeah, yeah, he definitely filmed it, and um, yeah, I did it. Still didn't go to the hospital. I, I just started cleaning it the same way and um, stuffing it with gauze and. Shit, you can't even really, you can't even see the scar no more. So you one of them niggas ain't going to the hospital right for nothing. Yeah, you know, some Rambo shit. Oh! Man. <laughs> 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 you know, what they do back in the day, like, you put some tussle on that motherfucker. Tussle. Tussle. What you put some tussle on that motherfucker? What you, what you did? That's, what you put on that motherfucker? You know, soap and water, man, and, oh, and stuff yeah. it up and wrap it. Oh, Jesus. That's it. Don't try that at home. Don't try that at home. Don't try that at home. It ain't for everybody. Let's finish the rest of the quick time and stuff. Let's see. Uh, Queen Latifah or Rhapsody? That's you. I'm with Rhapsody. It's everybody, man. Well, well, you know, so they don't got to be female. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that ain't fair. That's not really fair because rap is like my... That's right. Because at the end, like, right. Rhapsody is... She's until freedom. She is it should be both. Just say both. Yeah, say it's both. Because right. Queen Latifah texted yeah, me the other day and said, how can I help? Queen Latifah might be trying so to you take you down, So you can't be mad at oh. Oh. Listen, without Queen Latifah, no, none of us here at the table. That's just the yeah. way yeah. 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 I, I, I say, I say Rhapsody for family. I say Queen Latifah for saying it out. Rhapsody, though, that's my sister. Look, we fucking up the whole thing. We got, we we answer how we want to answer. Yeah, both. Go ahead. Next. All right. Dead friends or public enemy? Public enemy. Probably. I mean, I would say public enemy just because I'm more familiar with public enemy. Uh, Yeah. Speaking of that, we just released the EPMD bump box too. Yeah, yeah. Dead president. Dead president? Dead president. I'm looking at my phone because by 5 o'clock today, and it's almost 5 o'clock, it is I have to turn five. in stuff for this oh, book. Yo, writing books. Yeah. Y'all been here. You turn in a book, book in the middle of Dream Chairs? You turn in the middle of Dream Chairs? Make some books. Hey, I'm speaking up to Mika, my book on the way too. So. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yo, in my book, DJ Effin, shout out to DJ Effin. He brought a bunch. He brought. EFN. EFN. I always say Effin. Everybody call me Effin. I ain't influenced no more. He brought. I bought Spanish version. He brought both of them. But he was one of the first people to buy the Spanish version. Was I really one of the first ones? He was. I didn't even. I was going to bring it and I forgot because my two little kids had me crazy. My book. I know my rights. Right. About right, well, hold on. Okay. No, no, no. And shout out to Dead McBride. Brass. McBride, that's my guy. Yeah. Public enemy. Um, public enemy for me. Right, like, cool. I love Dead Press, but. Right. I need you to answer these ones. Very fast. Very fast. Very fast. Very fast. Very fast. Yeah. So you just answer these ones. Okay, okay let's go. I, I, I 
dropped out. I plead the fifth. I don't no, want to no, answer you already no more answered. questions. But no, listen, you gonna answer these ones very fast because we want the time limit, all right? Real quick, Martin them out. Malcolm. Nope. Damn. Things <laughs> are damn. Malcolm. Two problems. All right, respect or loyalty? Respect. Respect. <laughs> loyalty, man. Loyalty? Yeah. 80s or 90s? 90s. I was born 1980. So the 80s? 80s. I was born 80s, but the music in the 90s was me. Okay. All right. Uh, 80s. I like old. I like 70s music. Okay. Joe Biden or Bernie? Bernie. Feel the burn. Bernie was our drink champ, didn't Bernie. 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 Right, let's take a shot to Bernie. Take a shot to Bernie. Yeah, she drinks it. Then we have Bernie's memo drink chance. We have him. Bernie said, what time is this shit going to be over? All right, uh, yeah, we got this. is about it. Uh, Dre up, uh, uh, Dr. Dre up, Puff Daddy. Dre. No, no, I, I can't say that. Who came up with these? Both. <laughs> I like both of them. Puff is my piece. Puff is from my hood, well, so I, I, if I had to, I would go with Puff, but Dre had You have to. Uh, what are you talking about? So I'm going with Puff, but All if right, I don't, then, then I'm going with both. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, no, I Mr. Lee came up with these are fire. I already right, told you, Puff is my peeps. Okay. I say both, but just where we come from, Dr. Dre definitely he he set the, the tone for everything. Okay, all right. I'm getting away from y'all. Y'all get me in trouble with all my friends and everything. While we get to the last one. Shout out to my bros, Deezy, Miyake, and Monty in here, too. You know, it's big. Yeah, it's big. So that's a big coming from Houston to be on drinks. So. Oh, that's right. Drink, drink champs. Champs. Here, man. Thank this, 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 is, this is probably the hardest one right here. Okay. This is foul, man. Michelle Obama. Oh, oh, oh Michelle Obama. That's not hard at all. Michelle Let me tell Obama. you something, though. Oh, this is what I said. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. If Kamala Harris believes, which I'm joking, guys, that Michelle Obama is her friend, she's not. Let me tell you why. Oof. Let me tell you why. Let me let it plug to that. Because when you are young, you learn that you don't show up to nobody's birthday party dressed better than oh, the actual person who's having the party. If you saw how Michelle Obama showed up, yeah, well, before we say this, before we say this, look, but listen to me, she was a Muslim girl. She was letting me tell you some shit. This is what until freedom is, right? We gonna say the shit that the politically correct person would say. Hey, you know. Everyone does their thing. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying Michelle did that on the, purpose? No, I'm not saying no. she did it on purpose. I'm saying you're supposed to think about it beforehand. That when you're going, to, when you're young, you learn don't upstage the bride. Yeah, but you when you, you don't wear white when you're, up, when you're wear, downstage, you're still upstage. But what when, you going to say? But I don't think Michelle that she was wearing pants and a sweater. To this thing. But you can't wear, it wasn't even, it's not even plum or whatever. That shit was called wine. Okay? Wine. She was so bad. That hair curl, that bounce that she had, wow. that was like, <laughs> she was supposed to tell them, you know what, this outfit is so bad. I need y'all to send this over there to Kamala. They walked in like it was their there. inauguration when they walked Ooh. in. It didn't. It was it bad. Was but Kamala level. looked beautiful too. <laughs> but did. it was a different well, Michelle, level. You, listen, that you know what it is? is it but Michelle? I'm joking. No. I'm it joking. Even though you're joking, right? she would she would win. She would have won. The thing is this, Michelle has a certain level of glamour of she has a level of of 
And let's be clear. Natural, natural, natural man, man. Not just like natural. No, no. Not it's sexy. natural. No, it's not just natural. Let me tell you why. Because when you look at the... Trying to be sexy. When you look at the Michelle... She walk in the room and her dress is going to be... Well, let me tell you this. That wasn't always the case. When Michelle first got there, there was a process. Right? They was they was going through shit. Oh, Michelle, this and that. Michelle grew. Like she transformed and she herself? she transformed. Right. Like she grew into who she was. Not saying it was, she did anything different. But she started to grow into her queendom, right? She understood the role. She understood the role. Her, right. She had different conversations. She started looking at herself and said, oh, this is what I need to do for me. And she has owned who she is, right? Damn. Kamala... Is going to get there. Oh yeah, she's oh, going. Yeah. She's she gonna do that. You can tell she's she gonna do that. Kamala has a badass body too, and, no, and people don't really know it. Yeah, because that's not what they. Go because she's 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 no, no. Let me tell you what. Let me tell you what happens with especially lighter skin, lighter skin women, especially with lighter skin women, but with black and brown women in general. What's up with that white girl that made that light skin girl? But let me tell you something about this. Is a really important point. With women who are incredibly intelligent, as Kamala Harris is, oftentimes you don't want to put on too much so that people focus more on your beauty and less on your power. And so she, you can see that she leans with the suits and everything that she does towards see me and respect me for who I am and don't try to box me into just my fabulous. Michelle has figured out and Tamika Mallory is working at it balance? every day. The balance of both. And so she she's badass. But the, let me tell you what makes Michelle real badass. That man she walking with, that's a fine ass motherfucker. Okay? She walked with a man. And I bet that he's talking about And guess what? I promise you, and I, I don't know, of course I'm just speculating. That when Michelle, when he saw her come out, when they was getting ready to leave to go to the inauguration, like, he said, that's what we doing. <laughs> we know we gonna do all this right here. <laughs> I blame Nori and EFN for having my sister on all these shots because she letting it be told. But have I told you saying that? Have I told you saying that? Let me ask you this one thing, because I've been looking all over Twitter. Please tell me. The yeah, white girl that's saying the yellow girl, she said yellow bone girl. <laughs> yeah, I've never yeah, seen I that. I can't be involved in that. Yeah, God bless know. you, good night. Drink chance. Hey, See you scared stay inside. Me and my son are releasing February. February. So make sure y'all stay tuned to that. Everything until freedom got going on. Street politicians. Street politicians. What is that? Why did y'all even think about doing a podcast? Street politicians was something that, Nor, like, Nor, I ain't even gonna lie to you, right? Nori was one of the first people that was like, yo, you need to do a podcast. And that's when I was doing so much other shit. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He like, nice. When you need to do a podcast, let me know. Tell me this. I'm like, all right. Yeah, don't worry about it. No, I'm doing a bunch of shit. And he like, nice. Just tell me I'm gonna do this. And he, yo, he was consistent, right? And, and I wasn't so focused on it. But what happened was we started doing all this work, me, Tamika, and our organizations. And originally, Street Politicians was, it was me, T- 
Tamika and Carmen Perez, who was with the Justice League, and, and we started doing it that way. Latina, so, a black woman, and a you black know, woman. And I was like, yeah, let's start it. And I was going to reach out to you, right? So what happened was we, we started doing it a little bit. We fell off from it. Everybody, the podcast world went crazy. You became the biggest fuck. Give a little round of applause for you. You became the biggest thing in fucking podcast history. And I'm like, damn. And Tamika's like, okay, yeah, we fucked up. Like I told you, pop, our podcast is supposed to start before Joe Button shit started. He started doing his. Everything went crazy. We started, but at that time, we was doing a bunch of work. So we didn't, we didn't get a chance to do it. But in this time that we had, like in the last year, I reached out to him like, yeah, we need to do this. And Carmen had moved to LA. She's supposed to be with us. And we like, yo, fuck, we just gonna do it ourselves. So we started doing this here. We started doing this. And then when she did her speech for George Floyd and went the biggest viral, they started realizing the leader that we all knew was there for years. You know, I, I tell her all the time, like, she's been the biggest. She's been our leader. Everybody starts saying, this is our leader. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm glad y'all caught up because I've been through this. She'll be the president. Exactly. She definitely. Never going to run. Probably, Why? She probably never. Run. I'm going to make her run so we just just Why? to make sure that no, we run. Because you know what? I'm a hellraiser. Exactly. That's what we need. No, but, the, but, but no, no, no. That's not true. See, no, y'all are. You know the next president we need a nigga. Like somebody like a nigga. Look, see? I didn't mean that. But you know what I mean. But the thing about running for president, the thing about running for president or running for any office is that you do have to compromise a lot. And we need that because we need people in office that can do that. But from my perspective, I've learned that I'm actually more effective being the person outside that's a bitch that people don't like. But you don't like the fact that we can have Kanye... Like if he was like, Kanye, like not Kanye, me and that's you, a bad example. You and I are gonna have a conversation. But, but, but like Jay Z, like Jay Z, like if Jay Z was really interested and he wanted to run for mm. California no. governor, I'm no. voting for the nigga. I'm gonna buy an apartment in the Soho no. house just to vote for the nigga. No, I'm gonna be honest. 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 I'm gonna that you're talking about. Right. But even like 50 Jay, Cent run for Council of Queens. 50 Cent can't run for shit either. Council of Queens. I'm no, because the problem with 50... Isaac Wright. No. Isaac Wright is running for man New no. York. No. There are people listen, man, who have been who, trained up. That was the dude who um, did the bid. The guy who they made the, the whole TV oh, show about. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He is running... Like, I'm about to try to endorse him a little bit. I don't know yet. I got to no, look at his platform. No, we with it. We with it. But 50, 50 is best where he is telling black stories. But support. Jay is where is best where he is because Rhapsody said on our show on Street Politicians so who's our that next leader? she supports him. Tamika is our next leader. No, it's not. Tamika, you Tamika is leader, not sis. no much the le- next leader. Not, not so much the next leader. What happened to Gillum, man? We are. What the fuck happened to We are the next leader. God bless Gillum. Amen. Yeah, but you no, saw how Andrew crazy was that out shit was? Andrew was, was out shit. here. What are you talking about? Andrew was out here. He just did a show the other day. He's out here. He's Andrew is Andrew. Everybody got some shit. I mean, was it real? I'm not saying right? it. I don't know about that. Right, right. But what I'm saying is that regardless of what his situation was or was not, if you pull back the curtain on any of our lives, everybody's fucked up. Everybody yeah. got right. some shit. I hear you. Everybody got some shit. And it's, and it's disingenuous for us to act like his shit is worse than our shit. Because if you really look at it, if you really look at our stuff, each and every one of us has something that 
we're dealing with that we're not telling the rest of the world. Everybody does. So Andrew Gillum is a smart black man. By the way, if you if he can't stand up to Andrew Gillum, if you put him alongside some of these white supremacists that's in office, Ooh. why can't we have him? My thing is this, and I'm gonna tell you what it is for me, right? How about Russell? What about let Russell? Me, let, me, let me know before, Let's end it on before this we, I'm going to end it on yeah. Russell. Go ahead. The Andrew Gillum situation for me is stand on what you stand on, right? Be who you are. Like, that's what me and that's what it hard that, that. No, I, I don't want to do that. No, it's, it's a lot of people that's doing that. I'm just saying, whatever. That, Pete Buttigieg, listen to me. Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg ran his career. Pete Buttigieg ran his career. But that's not the case for black men. Don't compare a white man. To Andrew Gillum as a black man, black people are not as accepting. The is this. No, 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 no. You're not gonna just no, no. Black people are not as accepting of the LGBTQIA community. Period. Okay. So, you, so my thing is this. So listen to me. You, I know about that. So if you if you made a conscious decision, right, that you're willing to galvanize votes and support. Based on who you not, right? No, yeah. that's, that's not true. That's so not true. Mean? Because ain't nobody voted for Andrew Gillum or even thought about voting for him based saying. upon his sexuality. But, but that was so if you did, and I don't so think that was the only case of that so situation. So you're saying other weird shit. Then why do you care? No, 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 that was the situation. No, so you're saying that. Then why do you care? Nah, that was the situation. Nah, the situation, the drug situation. Now I know Negroes ain't about to start talking about no drugs. I just sat here on this show and told my truth. About being addicted to drugs. So we're not even gonna deal with the drugs. The issue is that he was caught in a situation that looked like he was sleeping with men. And we, as a community, have to deal with the fact that our people been gay long time. We didn't just get gay last week or when the LGBTQIA community became popping and they got right. their rights. We've been gay for a long time, okay? Like there the was cream. always uncle so-and-so who was in the family <laughs> that everybody knew was gay, but our communities did not allow for that to be changed to the bathroom. <laughs> we don't, you, you we don't. We've been here for two hours. People got to use We that. do not Especially allow for. We do not allow for My that is. to be accepted the way in which it should because the, that's and that's why our our young people kill each other or kill themselves. That's why uh, black trans people being killed is a thing because people are afraid to be their true selves. So if we're gonna say what my son is saying, which I agree with, that be who you are. We also, as a community, the, have the to allow space right. for people to be who but they you are. Have, I hear what you said. No, I don't have to. See, the thing is this, right? If you if you are waiting for somebody to accept who you are instead of making them accept who you are, that's your fault. Well, that's true. Right? You have to impose. Look, this is who I am. Like I was uh, in prison, right? I, I, let's say this last shot. Cause this, take this, this shot. is the and day to wrap it up. Hey, 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 is this we got it. We definitely got to Take the shot, though. Take the shot. Though. I said this is over. Yeah, we, got, we getting kicked out, as a matter of fact. So listen, we getting kicked out. What I'm trying to say is this. If you make a conscious decision, right, of who you are, 
Make people accept who you are. I agree. Right don't wait for I people. I don't disagree, but I'm just saying that there all there has off, to be. I, I know, but I'm <laughs> this sorry. She does all the time. No. She probably told you. I didn't do it today. I didn't do it today. But to make a, to, to it be, has to be a balance. But to be so honest with you, if okay. he's a leader, he should lead in lead. that way. Damn it. That's to be honest with you. I'm not disagreeing. So that two things can stand at the same time. Absolutely. My son's statement and what you just said can stand, and we all agree with that. But what also has to be said in this space, and that also needs to stand, is that our people are dealing with the fear of coming out with who we are because we are murdered for it, we are criticized for it, we're castigated for it, and we as a community have to accept the fact that being gay or being being trans or being a part of the LGBTQIA community is who we've all, we always have had people that way. And we just have never really truly accepted it. So my thing is this, if that's who you are and you, you scared to lead in that, then you're not a leader. Then you need to lead. Then in you need to you need telling to telling people be who you are no, and, and, and telling your no. people. We're not going to get into this. Get, I don't think we're going to solve this issue. Yeah, right we're not going to solve it. This Just, is big. What I'm saying is be who you are, stand on what you're standing on, win, lose, and lose. Andrew Gillum still around, so he's still here. Andrew is a leader. He's still here. And he's intelligent, and right. in fact, he would have been the best no, he was out. person he's out. Like, to we, be we, governor yeah, of Florida. Because guess what? The alternative is that a white supremacist became governor who wants, who, in my opinion, is okay with the fact that black people die every single day and ain't going to do shit about it. So I'd rather take. Andrew Gillum anytime. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Drink Champs, hosted by yours truly, DJ EFN and NORE. Please make sure to follow us on all our socials. That's at Drink Champs across all platforms, at the real Noriega on IG at Noriega on Twitter. Mine is at Who's Crazy on IG, at DJ EFN on Twitter. And most importantly, stay up to date with the latest releases, news, and merch by going to drinkchamps.com. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Got my PrevNA 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. AT&T connects an ode 
to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. 